Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy. Um, how are you doing this Saturday evening? Oh, I'm doing okay. You look frozen, though. Oh, I kind of do look frozen. Uh, well, I'll get that worked out. Um, but as long as you can hear Actually, that. Actually, you look better. <laughs> I look better. Am I frozen on a good spot, Grumpy? Not really. Oh, man. But uh, I- I'll tell you this, Grump. Uh, today's game against the Seattle Kraken has been postponed until this upcoming Wednesday, Wednesday due to a snowstorm there um, up there in New York, Grumpy. Um, but the Islanders played the Los Angeles Kings on thursday evening now you and i had a discussion on our wednesday podcast about the islanders and about uh team play against you know what we would put on quote unquote playoff caliber teams teams that were in the playoff picture you and i had a little uh a little discussion about the lack of performance against those playoff caliber teams and and grumpy just so you could sum it up a bit um you said you weren't getting caught up too much with the current wins and losses that we've had so far this over the last 10 or 11 game stretch. You know, we have come away with more wins and more points than what most would have expected, but we weren't beating the teams that are in the playoff picture at the moment. And I, you know, I combated, I said, well, you only play, you know, the, the teams that you have on your schedule, you know, we, we do need to start being playoff caliber teams, but I'm not going to fault them because they're not playing playoff caliber teams. Well, wouldn't you know, sure enough, Grumpy, on our Wednesday podcast that we did on, what was it, the 26th? Well, on the 27th, 28th, and the 29th, you've been starting to see a lot of reports talking about the same exact item we were talking about, the lack of performance against playoff caliber teams. The Islanders this year, ladies and gentlemen, to date, are 2, 12, and 3 against playoff caliber or teams that are in the playoffs at the moment. So we've only beaten two teams and had 15 losses, 12 in regulation, three in overtime slash shootout against playoff caliber teams, two and 15 so far this season. Yep. And you're still frozen, by the way. I know. I'll take care of it. Okay. Uh, The thing I find amusing, once again, is that, well, uh, you know, we talk about it and then certain websites – and I don't need to mention any of their names. All of a sudden, these articles start popping up. Everything that we talk about, two or three days later, all of a sudden, boom, these same points start popping up on their website. So you know what it tells me? 
If you want to get the news and, uh, you know, expert analysis, you come to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. And, uh, you know, if you want to wait three or four days and be behind the curve, you can read some of these fly-by-night sites and what they put out there. But uh, you'll hear it here first, and the truth will also be here first, without a doubt. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Grumpy. It's, it, is, it is, though, a reason for concern. And I'm not surprised. I've been talking. I, I've been saying this all year. We for, we haven't played well, even though. All right, you realize in the last 15 games we're like 10, four, and one. But have we really played well? I mean, okay, we beat the Flyers three times. We beat the Devils. You know, we beat lowly teams. We don't beat anyone who's any good. When your record is two and 15 against playoff caliber teams, guess what it means? means your team's not good enough to make the playoffs. Mm. And I know I, I know a lot of fans don't want to hear it, and you heard it here first that we weren't making the playoffs. So when everyone else starts jumping on that bandwagon, just know that you heard it here first a long time ago. Why? Because we actually pay attention. We're not here to, uh, you know, give everybody candy. You know, we're just going to tell you the truth. We don't, we don't blow smoke up your ass. We tell you the truth every single podcast. Yes. So it- – it's one of those things to where it's starting to be a, a growing problem. And um, the more and more, a, here, or here, what I mean by a growing problem is, and you're, can I just say your picture is still not up? Grumpy, thank you very much. Understand okay. it's still not up, and I'm working okay. on taking care of it, Grumpy. You don't need to worry about it. I'm working okay. in troubleshooting. I but, just didn't know if you were aware of it, that's all. Yes, I can look down on the screen and see it's not working. It, it is a good-looking picture of you, though. I know. Better than you. It's... <laughs> um yes but uh you could maybe make an argument i think early on that okay we had you know covid pop up we had issues oh we've had players out etc you can maybe explain some of the poor issues regarding wins against playoff caliber teams but you could say oh well they were on the road they were that you can use every freaking excuse in the book but now when you look at it we're losing against those same playoff caliber teams like the Washington Capitals. We're losing against those same playoff caliber teams like we did against the uh, the Los Angeles Kings. We're losing against those same playoff caliber teams, uh, you know, at home and against like the Toronto Maple Leafs with our team healthy. Right, Kyle Palmieri's back. The only guy we were missing off of our opening day lineup against Los Angeles Kings was Ryan Pulak. And, and we, we looked. Have, we looked. We did not look good, Grumpy. I'm gonna go ahead and have to pull out of this the uh, the 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 server, and I'll be right back. Okay. And the whole thing is, you know, at opening night, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Casey Zizekas. So you know, one of the vaunted members of the identity line, if you will, uh, uh, you know, wasn't there on opening night. I mean, but I was talking about this in preseason. I'm like, okay, man, we look old and slow. I said, look at the, look at the Rangers, look at the Devils. I mean, just look how they just outskate us. And to me, that's the most important thing is ho- in hockey: your ability to skate. There's nothing more important than your ability to skate. You can make up with mistakes if you can skate, but when you can't skate, you make a mistake. The puck ends up in the back of your net. I mean, you know, we'll talk about the Kings game. I know we're going to talk about that going forward. Um, but I just found something that uh, that I've preached for a while that John John Tortorella mentioned at the end of the show, at the end of the game. He was like, you know what? 
the Islanders are an old team and they look old. And that's what I've been saying all year, right? That it seems like everyone's lost a half a step. And when you add all those half a steps up, that's like 25 steps. And it's not a shock to me at all that our record is what it is. I've been saying it all year. We are not playing well. We're, I mean, how many games this whole season can you realistically say, boy, we really played Barry Trotz hockey. I'm not going to say Islander hockey. I'm going to say Barry Trotz hockey. And what could you say? Maybe three, four games all year. That's why our record is what it is, which is 500, right? Why? Because we're just not very good. We're an older team with no with a real a real talent gap when you look at the other team. Look at the look at the Kings, right? Only four guys over the age of thirty. Everybody else is, uh, you know, in their low twenties, you know, 24, 25, 26. That's a team on the rise, and they, I mean, we came back against them. Let's be honest on Thursday, but we come out again in the first period so flat and utterly dominated. You got it at some point in time. You got to say, why isn't the coach getting these guys ready to play? Mm. Do you have any thoughts on that, DJ? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even think it's why is the coach not getting these guys ready to play. I think we see it as clear as day. You know, the the lack of talent and the the lack of ability to compete against top tier teams is something that rears its head. And, and here's the thing: <clears throat> even if you're saying that the loss of Ryan Pulak, ladies and gentlemen, that is the reason why we're unable to win games. Just like when Anders Lee was out last year, we didn't play well against playoff caliber teams. When Ryan Pulak's out this year, you know, when one integral part of our team is out, we can't beat playoff caliber teams at all. We go into a hideous slide and we go two two wins out of 17 possible games, right? Even if you say and you believe that it's due to injuries. Like when an injury happens, oh, well, we just don't play well against the better teams. How do you think Pittsburgh does it? Pittsburgh missed Malkin for a substantial amount of time this year. Missed Crosby, Crosby for a substantial amount of time this year. How do you think all of these teams, because guess what? Injuries do happen to top six forwards and top four defensemen every single year for teams. And if your team, the way it's structured, the only way you can win and be competitive against top-tier teams is with every single member of that team healthy, yeah, that, that could be a little bit of an issue. And I know we played okay. We, I mean, we played well last year in the playoffs. We did have some you know, benefits to our favor when you look at and say, okay, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, we did play against, you know, Tristan Yari, who, you know, if he played a better series, we would have lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're playing against a goalie with a torn hip labrum. But we didn't play well in the second half of last year against playoff caliber teams. And, you know, we haven't played well, you know, without players against playoff caliber teams this year. But, I mean, we're almost back to the full entire cast and crew that we had to start the year. Okay, but you're looking, you know, you bring up the playoffs. We're really that good in the playoffs last year. Pittsburgh dominated us. They absolutely dominated us in that series. And if it wasn't for Sorokin coming in as a goaltender for us and them having Tristan Jari, we lose in the first round, period. I know people don't like to hear it. Those are facts. Against Boston, Boston kind of carried the play for a while until when? Until Carlo got hurt, which depleted their defense core. And then they had Rask uh, with his torn labrum. I mean, I thought we played a little bit better against Boston, but it was only after Carlo got hurt. And then against Tampa Bay, I thought our best game of the whole series was the first game, was game one. 
And then, you know, we were just okay. I didn't think we were great. Um, but you know, for me, uh, we're just, we're just not that good. And the signs were there. You saw the signs coming for the last couple of years. I've been talking about them for two years. We need to start rotating, get, get younger, get younger, get younger. Otherwise you're going to be in for a fall. And now you're seeing it, you're seeing it. And the thing that concerns me is that you hear pundits saying, oh, well, you know what? Even though this year wasn't good having the excuse train, you know, if we bring the same cast and crew back next year, well, you know, it can be back to what it's been. No, that's not what's going to happen. I hate to tell you. I put in an envelope my preseason prediction. I still have it inside what I actually thought we were going to come in this year, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I said to DJ, I could not tell everyone on the air what it was going to be because I didn't want people jumping off and stopping listening to podcasts in September and October. I couldn't, could not have that happen. But I will show at the end of the year, I'm going to rip the envelope open and I'm going to show you what it was. Honestly, Grumpy, when you say that to, to a third party listening, they there's no way in hell they're going to believe something. I don't care what they believe or not. <laughs> it's a truth. You know it's a truth. I told you. Oh, man. I do remember you know what I, I, told I you? remember you put it in an envelope. I do remember you made a separate one that you what you actually thought. And you, and you I think you showed it to me. I'm like, dude, you could not put the Islanders there. That's exactly what you said. That's exactly what you said. And I'm like, okay, I won't. And I picked them second. But I never thought we were coming in second. Mm. I didn't think the Rangers were going to be as good as they were. That that was the one surprise I had. No, I thought Carolina was going to fall off the, the wagon as well without important pieces like Hamilton, Nadelkovich, et cetera. And they did not. So, but um yeah, I and this is a this is another philosophical question, right? If you're a team and let's say you subscribe to the best thought possible for the Islanders and say, well, the reason we have a poor record against playoff caliber teams is due to injuries, players being out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's assume that's what you consider, you know, the reason why we struggled. We are two, 13 and two against playoff caliber teams. That is woeful, woeful. Well, wouldn't you have the same, if that's the, your excuse, wouldn't you have a very similar record against lower level teams? I'm sorry. You know what? I kind I'm of ascribe two, 12 and 13. I apologize. Okay. But here's the thing. How do I look at it? You're not as good as those teams. You're not as talented. It's, it's painfully obvious. If you watch the games, we're just not good enough. It's the same things I said last offseason going into this year. What I've said for the last two years, we were lucky with the pandemic. Lucky because as our players get older and older, they cannot play and sustain the style of play that Barry Trotz requires of them. Period. End of sentence, end of story. I hate to be the harbinger of bad news, people, but I just have to tell the truth. I mean, we are not good enough. And playing this system with this cast and crew, we will never be good enough. I, I, those are just facts. Any way, any way you want to blow it up, that's fine. One thing I just want to mention, TJ, before we get too, too further, I loved listening to the uh, ESPN Plus broadcast after the game. They had DiPietro and Tortorella and whoever the, the studio guy is. And they were lamb, just lambasting Varlamov for the first goal and the second goal. He's like, you cannot give up goals like that. He said, you know, if you're the Islanders and you can't score, you know, you cannot be giving up goals like that. And you think about it, that's the difference in the game. It really is. You start giving up goals like that. When we went down 2 nothing, did anyone think we realistically coming back to win? No. 
absolutely not. And uh, I tell you that that's that's the issue, right? You look at the goals they had from crazy angles. I mean, I got flashback and uh, flashbacks and feelings of the old goal that Brad Marchant scored against us in the playoffs last year from that unbe- unbelievable angle against against Simone Varlamov. But before we get too deep into because I'm going to show the clip, um, I do want to do want to say if you're new to the show, you're new to the channel. We invite you to stick around a while. We invite you to come back. This is a twice a week Islanders podcast that occurs every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and again, also as a treat there to people who who like watching the games and they're like, eh, maybe I don't like listening to the commentators. I like having a different, a little bit of a different opinion out there of what's going on in the ice. We also cover every single Islanders game live as long as it's not on a Thursday or Sunday. The only Why? reason we do not cover the Thursday and Sunday game are because we have an additional podcast grumpy called it's called tj and the grumpy old man now you can find that in the link in the description below or you can find that as a featured channel grumpy old man on the uh, on the on the uh, you'll be able to see it here you'll be able to find it as a featured channel here on youtube called tj and the grumpy old man now we cover all large sporting events like we're going to be covering tomorrow afternoon's game, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals. And we also just do a twice a week sports podcast there. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to that channel, make sure you check it out, Grumpy. Okay. Of the show. But I pretty, I pretty much knows what happened. I know what happens on those podcasts. Do I have to listen to them too? Yeah, you never listen to our podcast. So why make you start on that one? <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the goal that, that Varlamov gave up, and he has not been good this year. I remember you said, well, he kind of is what he is. You know, he's never fantastic. I don't know, Grumpy. I think he's looked, he has looked, you know, how goalies sometimes have good years and bad years. I mean, Varlamov, how the hell do you let up a goal from that angle? And again, I know that fluky goals go in the net. I mean, Sorokin let in a fluky goal or two against the, I think it was a Flyers early that week. We won the game, but you're right. I mean, the Kings who look more dominant, they're scoring goals and, and your goalie's letting in a weak goal like this. You know, it's tough to win. It's a it's a great shot, but you can't let a goal in from that angle. Uh, true. I mean, but I just find it interesting that, you know, they really don't blast them too much on the Islander uh, telecast. But you listen to the National Pundits, they were just, like I said, lambasting him for giving up. The first goal was terrible, too, from distance. He's got to make that save. And he doesn't. You go down one nothing, and you know sets the tone for the rest of the game. Then you give him a goal in the last five seconds of the second period. Game over. It's like we, he's got to he's got to do better there. It's like we didn't start playing really until about the last three minutes of play. Right, we had two two goals right down the stretch, but uh, you know we didn't really start playing or turning it on until right towards the end. I thought we played better in the third period. I did. And I thought we we're better in the second period, but the first period was just, it's like, we just, again, come out just flat. I, I just, th- that's gotta be on coaching. Why, why are the players flat to start games? Why? These are veterans. These are the guys that, you know, according to Kevin Kurtz, you don't want to bench one of them because it sends a bad message. Well, you know what? If you come out flat every game, you need to send a message as a coach, in my opinion. Yeah, and so let's talk about that. We had we had mentioned why, oh, why, oh, why was Barry Trotz continuing to roll out Kiefer Bellis on the right wing, the third line right wing? I have no earthly idea. Which I know the reason. On that. Why is that the case? Well, let's go ahead and look at that. You know, the last uh, three of the last four games Bellos played in, 
he was on the right wing position, his off wing. Never played in juniors, college, the AHL, or the NHL until this season. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of right wingers <laughs> that could really bring the pop to the party if you catch a drift. So, you know, we we might argue that organizationally we've got more depth at the light the left wing position. But I mean, Zach Parise has looked good over the last few games, and he's shown the ability to play center, left wing, and right wing. Very versatile, good bottom six guy, fantastic bottom six guy. But we throw Kiefer Bellos in a position where he didn't look comfortable the first time he was out there, and we did so three of the last four times he's out there on on the ice, and you kind of wonder yourself, okay, he's not looking as noticeably, you know, he's not looking as noticeably competent on the ice. You see the the effort level still there, but he's not looking as good at the right wing spot. Oh, go figure. And so, what do we do? Kyle Palmieri's back and healthy. We just remove Kiefer Bellos right off of that second line right wing position. Put put Kyle Palmieri back out there on the ice and uh you think to yourself oh yeah maybe this was done in order to I wouldn't say this was done in order to justify a decision here's the thing Barry Trust does not have to justify anything to us but if you had Kiefer Bellows who was still performing at the rate he was at the left wing position earlier on in this year if you had him playing that well at left wing it would have been very tough to make the case to the fans how a young player who's performing, you know, many goals in a, in a short amount of time period and producing points on a board, which your team so desperately needs, putting him on the bench. It would have been really tough to justify that to the fans. I mean, yeah, I get it. There's sellout game after sellout game, but attendance sometimes is not great in the building. Okay. Uh, I called it day one when he put him at right wing on the first line. I'm like, he's setting him up to fail. And he used it as justification because he knew Palmieri was coming back, and he used it as justification to bench Bellows. Why? Because it's the easy move. He's a young guy. He doesn't like Bellows, regardless of the production he puts up. He just doesn't like him. So he was going to sit him. And I, I remember I told you I was really close to calling in on that Kurtz live talk-in show, but it was on my son's account. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to rip into this guy because he's new. But, you know, he was saying, you know, all these things, how – well, Barry will play the young guys over the old guys if they don't produce. Well, no, you haven't been on the beat long enough to know how that works. Hmm. But I knew, I absolutely knew that Bellows was going to be the guy getting benched. You knew it. So what did he do? It started three games ago when he started putting him on the right wing. That's how he could justify benching him. Well, look, he hasn't done anything in three games. Well, let's, so we're let's, gonna sit let's rephrase out. it because I don't even think he needs to justify it. Again, I got a little bit of a Twitter spat. So I think the more apt way we could say it is that, and that's how he can prevent additional uproar from the Islanders fan base on a season to where we're already woefully underperforming, right? I don't think there's any way you can argue that. I think that it'd be really, really criminal if Kiefer Bellos was still at the left wing spot and he was still producing points if you went ahead and removed him off that spot and said, oh, well, we got to put Kyle Palmieri back on the left wing, back on the left wing. And that means, you know, I'm sorry, we got to put Zach Parise back on the left wing if we've been playing him on the right wing. And now we got to put Kyle Palmieri back in the lineup. You look at the numbers in that performance that that Bellos had this season. He's played well at that left wing position. When you look at the point production, it's comparable to every other player we have. He's got he's got more he's got he's on a better clip for more goals and more assists than Anders Lee at that position, than Anthony Bavillier at that position, and better than Zach Parise. And they say, oh well, he doesn't play as much of a two hundred foot game. Uh, yeah, 
Have you? Uh, Anders Lee. Anders Lee plays about a fifteen foot game. That's the extent of his game is fifteen feet. I don't want to hear it. it. And here's the thing. Justify it is exactly the word I'd use because he doesn't want to hear the heat. So that's what he uses as justification to sift that kid down at the expense of Paul Mary. Do you remember when he made that asinine statement? Oh, he's not guaranteed of a spot when he comes back. Bullshit. You knew as soon as he was healthy enough, he was playing. And that's exactly what happened. Everyone knew it. Why did he even bother lying? I'd really just be honest and say, young guys are going to sit. Old guys are going to play. I don't care if our record sucks. So now this this may have changed a bit. Now Lee has 15 points because he did. Did he wind up getting credit for the Matt Barzal goal? I can't remember how it went. No, down. no, it's Matt Barzal. Look at Kiefer Bellos on the 17 games he played at the left wing position. Three goals, six assists, nine points. A little over half, a little over 0.5 points. Again. Think about it as a guy who's breaking his way into the NHL. Nine points over a 17 game stretch at the life, left wing spot and was a plus two. At the right wing position, he was like minus three, no points on a board. Not really shocking for most to think. And I, and, I, and I look for myself, right? We are fantastic when it comes to preventing the puck to come into our net. Barry Trotz is a great coach at that manner. Great defensive structure. You know, sometimes the young guys make mistakes. But yeah, a fantastic coach in that regard. Our struggle comes with putting the puck in the net and creating offense. Anthony Bavillier. Hasn't performed well this year. I know he's been picking up point-wise, okay, but he hasn't performed well this year. Neither has Anders Lee. Zach Parise has come on as of late, but you're trying to tell me we couldn't find a guy with <laughs> find a spot for a guy like Kiefer Bellis, who's performing at the level that every other left wing is performing at or a similar level to every other left wing is performing at. Yeah, even if you want to make the argument he doesn't play the full 200-foot game, we need guys who start putting the puck in the net a little bit more. We don't need to worry about, hey, our guys need to pull up more of a 200-foot game because right now we're in uh, goals against allowed a game. We need to be number one. We need to allow the least amount of goals every single game. No, you're already top five in that category. You have got to expand. You are at bottom of the list when it comes to goals scored a game. That is where you need to work on. That's the room for improvement, right? The teacher's going through the scorecard. Oh, great job. Great defense. Okay, goaltending's fantastic. Only allowing this many goals against game. Oh, let's circle this item here. We're only scoring. We're bottom three and goals scored for a game. On average, I mean, like that's the biggest issue. It's not with playing the full two hundred foot game. It's about scoring and generating offense. Simple as that. Yeah, and I just want to throw one little caveat in here. Also, Kiefer Bellows doesn't get power play time, or he did over that stretch when he was scoring points. He was getting power play time and scoring power play goals, and he was scoring points on the power play. And since he and Wallstrom had been removed off together, the power play production dropped significantly. That was only when Lane Lambert was there. That's when he was on the power play. As soon as Barry never put him on the power play, maybe one game. But the whole thing is, my point is, Lee plays on the power play every single game. He's on the first power play unit. Bavillier, every single game, is on the se- or he's on the first or second power play unit. And Parise, every single game, is on the second power play unit. That's not the same with Kiefer Bellows. It's just, it just wasn't. So his numbers were even more impressive. And here's the thing. His game was starting to take off when Lane Lambert was behind the bench. All of a sudden, Barry comes back. His game dries up. He gets switched to a different position, and then he's on the bench. Like I said, I don't believe in coincidences, and certainly not when it comes to Barry Trotz. Think, think about Anders Lee. Again, great captain, great guy. But you look at the production. Average. You look at the production on the ice. Yeah, it, it's been woefully average this season. I, I, he plays with Matt Barzal 
on a cane man came out basis. Matt Barzal by a country mile is the most offensive minded player on our team. And Anders Lee averages less than less than half a point a game on the first line. If that doesn't yeah, tell you where, hey, how talented is Anders Lee? How talented are the, you know the first line wingers that are matched up with Matt Barzal? Just look at the point production. It doesn't. It doesn't lie. I, I, you know he stands there and is a garbage man. That's all he is. He hits and knocks in rebounds, <laughs> or redirects pucks in the net. That's all he does. And just think to myself, okay, that's a guy that is a need to have on the first line. He hasn't played all that well this season. He had one good goal, and we mentioned they had moved him off the first line for about mm, five shifts two games ago against the Flyers, I think it was. And he scored a nice goal that was well was on a well-played shot and a pass from Matt Barzal. And that's like, hey, time to go ahead and chisel him right back into the first line because now it's going to work again. He just Now he's catching fire in a bottle. Now he's catching lightning in a bottle. Here's the most interesting thing that, well, no, there's a lot of interesting things. You listen to uh, other people broadcasting games, and A.J. Malesko did the game with John Butchergrass on Thursday. And I like Butchergrass. I think he's, he's good enough. And he was bringing up how, you know, it seems like uh, Barzell, because he got, believe me, he got the bullet points from the Islanders. Well, you know, it seems like Matt Barzell, it's really tough to find guys who can mesh with his style. Well, when the guys are Anders Lee who can't skate and Josh Bailey who just flat out sucks, Guess what? You need to get better players. So they were trying to push the narrative that it's Matt Barzell's fault in essence because he's too freewheeling out there and he's way too tough to figure out how to play with. All I know is his rookie year, everyone was able to play with him. He's able to put points. Jordan Everly didn't have a problem with it. Anthony Bavillier didn't have a problem with it. What was the difference? Those guys can skate. You look at Bailey and Lee, they can't skate. I've been saying for two years, three years, Anders Lee is not a good fit for Matt Barzell. He just is not. And I want that. I mean, I just hope people understand that. Don't try to say that Matt Barzell's the problem. He's not the problem. Get better players to surround him with. You don't need a bunch of plotters out there on the first line. You need guys who are offensively gifted. That's not Anders Lee. That's not Josh Bailey. That's not the vast majority of players on this team. That's why I wanted a shot with Bellows and Wallstrom. Why? Because they both move their freaking feet and get to spots, which is what Matt Barzell needs. They don't, one just doesn't stand in front of the net and the other one hangs onto the boards until his mommy could go bring him a juice box. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, to speak about Matt Barzell, he's got to be frustrated. No doubt about it, right? Watch out. Watch out, people. Watch out. If Barry Trotz isn't gone, Matt Barzell's leaving. The, I, that, you heard it here first. If Barry Trotz is not gone in a year and a half, Matt Barzell's leaving because he is not going to play under Barry Trotz's system his whole career. He won't do it. Hmm. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> Would you? If you're an offensively skilled player, if you if you were playing with that much offensive talent and you are shackled with this and you had a chance to become an unrestricted free agent, go anywhere you want, would you? Or would you stay on a team that's going to be, let's be honest, just scratching and clawing to possibly make the playoffs every year because that's where we're at. And now this this really quickly is the first goal you're talking about by Quentin Blyfield. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, like you look at these young guys that are performing for the LA Kings. Their team that you talk about a team that's only up and up. This look is at Lee. Look at how bad Lee was defensively. That's Bailey. You're talking no, Lee or Bailey? no. It, it was Lee. It was Lee. Watch here. Here's Lee. 
He gets walked around once. Puck pops back to him. Whoop, got stripped again. I wonder if we're going to see, right, if that was Matt Barzal, would we see about, you know, how the media and how the, the cartel would be talking? Oh, Matt Barzal does a poor job and then turns over the puck and, and you know, in the, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the, uh, towards the set, the faceoff dot. And we give up a goal. That's a bad turnover by Matt Barzal. We're going to see the same Hold thing. Out. Anders Lee didn't fight hard enough. And this is what I mean, right? The, the team and the coaching staff don't have to justify anything to the reason why they remove a guy like Bellos. But when you start seeing the stands and the actual attendance, looking like all these empty seats and I understand they're selling out games, but you start to see all these empty seats here. People could say, Oh, well, TJ, they're walking around. I've never been to UBS arena. I have no idea. I'll take your word. Half, half the arena isn't sitting in their seats. Okay. I was about to say, look at, and there's Anders Lee. Nice hustle. Look at him. He got stripped of the puck. No hustle after that. Of course. Yeah. Let's look. He's not getting let's, his ass bench. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at that play by Anders Lee. Let's look at it because I just want to show the double stand. Da, 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 just standing there floating back and Varlamov's got to do better there. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yikes. So, I mean, like, he's not played well this season. As simple as that. And 19 year old, 19 year old scores his first NHL goal. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, you look at up and comers in the league. I mean, first game this year because he had an injury earlier this year. That was the first game this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one you got to come oh. up with. It's, it's bad. It's bad any way you cut it. That, I mean, it was bad all the way around. But yikes. That's all I'm going to say to that is yikes, grumpy. Mm. But yeah, so that is the first goal we conceded against. Um, we got the Minnesota Wild tomorrow. That's a loss. That's an absolute loss. Get ready, folks. That's another loss. That's a loss tomorrow. Mm. They're good. They're good. I watch them against the Rangers. They're good. They're a team where we will not be able to keep up against. And you'll see it. You'll see it with your own eyes. I don't know what excuse they'll use after the game. I know what excuse we're going to use after the next three games. We played three games in four nights. Oh, the snowstorm. There's another excuse because now Ottawa and Kraken. Let me tell you something. You should still beat Ottawa and the Kraken. I think we will be. We beat the teams that are underneath us on a pretty consistent basis. We just really struggle beating the teams that are better than us. We talked about those measuring stick games, right? I really said the Kings was a measuring stick game. We got Kyle Palmieri back in the lineup. We're only missing one guy. Only Ryan Pulak was missing off that lineup off the opening day starting lineup. And we played Varlamov. Hey, a great goal. Some of Varlamov back in that. The best goalie we've got on this team. And we still got freaking trounced. At some point in time, you're going to have to start playing your goalie three out of four games because it's not beneficial to either one. It really isn't. You see Sorokin, all of a sudden now every other game, Sorokin doesn't look as sharp. Varlamov looks as sharp as he always looked, which is, you know, he's going to let in a week or two every game. That's that's what he is. He's solid, but he's going to give you a goal every single game. And you have Sorokin now all of a sudden, okay, his game doesn't seem as good is because he's not getting enough games. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know. Call me crazy. A lot of people have. That's what I see. I mean, to me, it's just it's the whole thing is frustrating. I just, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, grow, 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 grow. Keep going, man. No, I just, I, I mean, I know he kind of segued into the goaltender thing without, you know, you know, without being asked. But to me, it's frustrating. I mean, Sorokin did not look a good against Philadelphia. They're splitting every other game. That means you're playing what? Maybe two games a week. He needs more work. Best player should play. Best goalie should play. You want to sprinkle Varlamov in? Fine. If you roll him out every other day, you're not going to get the best out of either player. What's What was Barry Trotz's thing? Ride the hot goalie, right? 
Yeah. Why is Varlamov ever playing that? He's not the hot goalie. Sorokin was on freaking fire. And all of a sudden, he gets he winds up splitting time with Varlamov. Why? Isn't your thing play the hot goalie, Barry? Isn't that what you say? I mean, it's just like I said, everything he's done this year has been wrong. I'm not saying I'm a better coach than him, but I don't know. This year, I probably would be. <laughs> Stop. My God. <laughs> oh, good gracious. I mean, we've struggled this year. There's no which way to, to avoid it. And but there's there's an issue with the structure on the team. We, we've been struggling since preseason. At some point in time, it's not struggling. You're just not good enough, and you need to start dumping sh- Toss the shit overboard to keep the ship afloat. There's too much crap on the in this roster. Get rid of it. Should have done it last offseason. Didn't do it. Should have done it two years ago. Why? Because we weren't good enough to win a cup two years ago. We weren't good enough, good enough last year. And guess what? We're never going to be good enough with these guys. You need to start getting rid of them. Offseason, what do you have to do? You have to start getting rid of guys in your top six to get better players in here so we can score. That's, that's the only thing you can do, unless you're happy with the same guys up front. But we don't score as a team. Sorry, those are facts. So I hate to be truthful. Let me ask you, Grumpy. Let's say best-case scenario for the Islanders. They come out and they beat the Minnesota Wild on uh, uh, tomorrow on Sunday. Is Disney World open tomorrow? <laughs> Fantasyland? Is that where we're going? Okay. <laughs> so so let's, no assume, let's assume, right, we've got three games in four days. And... I can promise you, I don't think you're winning all three of these games. Uh, okay, can I just say one thing? Yes. If we don't win all three of those games, we did not get the magical 16 points out of 22. Yep. Just say. Yep. And if we don't do that, the season, I will 100% throw a stamp on it. Season's done. That's when did I say the season was over? When did I say it was over? You said the season was over before it even started. You always no, say I, the season's over. Season, no. Season's over. Season's not over. True. Not true. I said, what? End of November? I said, we're done. And it wasn't because of where we were in the standings. It's just the way we play it. Mm. We are not, we just didn't play well all year. And at some point in time, where does the, just don't tell me it's COVID, it's snowstorms, it's. It's uh, a long road trip. I, I don't want to hear it. It's it's the fact that your players aren't good enough and your coach isn't good enough. I mean, that's 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 just where the, the blame has to lie somewhere. Don't make excuses. Just own up to it. Okay, we weren't good enough. These guys need to move out. Thank you for your service. You're all in your 30s. I know we're giving Matt Martin, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Casey Zekas, everyone gets the gold watch contract. That shit's got to stop. Oh, good gracious. And we'll, let's talk a little bit about you know the performance. And we heard this earlier on. This is a big freaking excuse. It's every freaking excuse they jump to, and it will only be a matter of time until they start real. Again, I, I try to avoid any excuses, but our record at home and our record on the road is I, almost identical. They are identical. seven seven and three on the road this season, and eight eight and three on uh, at home this season. Wait till we go out west. We have that little west coast swing right after the. Uh, how many of those games do you think realistically could we could win? One, maybe two. You think we're going to beat the Kings at home? Did you watch that last game? You think we're beating Calgary? You think we're beating Vancouver? You think we're beating Edmonton? I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't know. Edmonton's not good. I'm on yeah, Edmonton, Edmonton. Edmonton's starting to round in a little bit. Mm. Edmonton, Edmonton just signed, signed a Vander Kane, too. 
there you go. Now, I'm not saying we should assign to Vander Kane. I, I don't believe. Well, okay, but if you're desperate, do you even do you even roll the dice and call his agent, or do you just say no, nope, we don't need him. We're happy scoring a goal and a half a game. Just just seeing what we did to Bodie Wild, no, we would never call Vander Kane. Well, I know that. So, know that. Uh, you know, here's the thing, Vander Kane. I don't know. Maybe I'm a guy who wants comeback stories and I want people to, you know, to to improve where they were. I mean, he's had a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes in his career. But it's it's hard not to root for a guy who's made many mistakes and want him to turn his his ways, you know, turn turn around his ways and and, and to kind of flip the switch to where he kind of has that realizing moments so when he wakes up and he says, "All right, I have done, you know, I, I I need to change who I am as a person." I I root for guys like that. It's the same reason why I've always liked Josh Hosang. I think you know maybe at the beginning he had issues, but I'd like to think that maybe he's rounded things out. I, I'll be excited watching him in the Olympics. I'll promise you that much, Grump. But but you you look at you look at the the away trip that we've got. Yeah, Grump. We've got here the Canucks. We come back. We got the Oilers. Playing really good. Flames. Playing really good since they had a coaching change, right? Yeah, and, and again, like you look at it, like those. I mean, you, the Canucks are not a playoff caliber team, or the Oilers. The Flames are. But look how many of these teams are playing that are in the playoff picture right now. You've got the Kings in the Wild back to back. Those are both playoff caliber teams. The Ottawa Center, the Kraken are not. Right now, the Canucks are not. The Edmonton Oilers are not. You've got the Flames that are. You've got the Buffalo Sabres that are not. You've got the Bruins that are. You've got the Montreal Canadiens that are not. And the Seattle Krakens. So, again, you're looking at over the next nine games, two teams that you play are in the playoffs right now, and seven are not. So, I'm just saying, we are, our, our, the back portion of our schedule this season is loaded with playoff caliber teams and we have not played well against them so far this season. And it's going to be a harbinger for a lot of losses. Potentially we may be beating these, these teams that are cellar dwellers, these teams that are around us or a little below us. But when we have to start playing teams that are better on the ice, it's not, I don't think it's going to bode well for the Islanders. I mean, King sharks, Kings, ducks, avalanche, Canucks, blues. That looks like six straight losses to me. I'm not sure six straight losses, but yeah, I, I look at look at look at an avalanche, the again. avalanche again, right? So we talk about it. That would be you know seven. Yeah, I, I tell you, Grump. It's yeah. So that that's kind yeah. of where we're worried. That's a little okay. bit where I'm worried too. Like I said, we have to be like 50 points up going into the second half of the season for us to even have a shot at the playoffs. And since we're 25, 20 points out, whatever it is, it's just not happening. Just we're not good enough. And like I said, Tortorella said it, and you know he said it nicely, as nice as he could. He's like the Islanders, you know, are an older team that's starting to look old. I've been saying that all year, in preseason, even. Yeah, I was about to say, you look look at this, right? The Sharks are right on the cusp. They're right now in the playoff picture at a few games. They, you know, they the other teams have a few games in hand, like the Flames. But you look at it, Sharks are currently in the playoffs at the moment. Kings are currently in the playoffs at the moment. The Anaheim Ducks are currently in the playoffs at the moment. The Colorado Avalanche are currently in the playoffs at the moment. Vancouver Canucks, Grumpy, I don't believe are in the playoffs. They have played better, but they're not in the playoffs at the moment. They're still they still got a lot of work to do. Uh, you look at it as well. Then you write to the Blues, which are, and the Avalanche, which are. So that's six teams over a seven-game okay. stretch that are in the playoffs at the moment. And so, you're seeing four of those at least on the road. So I'm going to be generous and say – we win at our current rate, and let's say we beat the Canucks because they're not in the playoffs, right? That's two out of seven. So you get four out of a possible 14 points. 
that eliminates you from the playoffs. And let's I don't assume, mean, right, Ryan Pulak comes back, and he's fantastic. We can't even split 50-50. If you need to and want to make the playoffs, you have to win against the teams that are in a playoff pitcher at more than a 50-50 rate because guess what? It's not like they're going to go winless against teams that are below them in the standings here <laughs> the rest of the season. You would have to win at a larger than a 50-50 rate against those playoff caliber teams. And Ryan Pulak, oh, if you're riding hope that Ryan Pulak is, he is the last bastion of all hope, and it's it's decided on such a thin margin. Once Ryan Pula comes back, boom, we're going to go right back to the last year's production. Yeah, we're even about 50-50 when you know we play playoff caliber teams last season as well. A little how, many goal, how many goals did Ryan Pulak have last year? How many does he have this year? So, I mean, the problem is we can't score. Okay? You know how you know? Because we have to engage our defense every game. Where you got Pellick, Mayfield. Sallow, who I thought was terrible, uh, by the way, against the Kings mm-hmm. uh, Thursday night. For certain. Yeah. And it didn't cost us a goal, but it's like, holy shit, what are you doing? He was, he was, uh, you know, chasing the puck around. And it's like, okay, at some point in time, you just have to say, while well, even while we're engaging that defense, we're still not scoring. And it's mean, that means that your forwards aren't good enough. And how do your forwards get good enough? They're all on long-term contracts. I know I keep saying it, but I want people to fully understand, unless you jettison some of the dead wood that's occupying your first two lines, you're never going to get better. You cannot make any improvements. It's impossible to make improvements when you have long-term contracts for Bavillier, Nelson, Bailey, Palmieri, uh, Lee. All those guys are long-term deals. You have to move some of them out so other players can be brought into the system. No one's talking about it yet. It's coming, though, but you heard it here first. Mm. And I've been talking about this for a while, but now I'm just putting my freaking – I'm putting my damn spike in the damn sand. I own this. It's only a matter of time before you start seeing it. It's only a matter of time. They'll come around. They'll come around and realize it. Hopefully it's a soft season, but they'll they'll eventually come around. Hmm. Yeah. So the upcoming schedule, right? Next next nine games got some variable winnable teams are growing up and facing off against. So I will be very interested to see how it plays out. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, <laughs> you look at the last half of the schedule and it gets rough at times. It does. I mean, like even when you extend it further out, Grumpy, you look at. Oh, my God. I'm just doing the math here. It gets bad. After the All-Star break, we have a little bit of a cushy schedule. Then we play a lot of teams that are in the playoff picture, right? We talked about it. Six of the seven games, six of the seven teams were in the playoff picture. And then you've got the Blue Jackets, who are currently not. You've got the Winnipeg Jets, who are... How, what, how far do we have to go in the schedule? It doesn't matter. I'm just... It doesn't the matter. Ducks, the Ducks, the Capitals, the Rangers... As well, you add you add them to the list. I'm just saying, Grumpy, we are in for <laughs> we're in over a time period. We're going to have nine out of twelve games are against teams in the playoff picture. So we win what one of those games, maybe. I'm just maybe. saying, right? You you talk just, about you talk about well. Here here's the thing. We talked about when will we know for buyers or sellers, right? Trade deadline's not until the 22nd, and thankfully we're going to go through a stretch against a stretch of 12 games or nine of those teams are currently in the playoffs. There will be no ifs, ands, or buts about it because I don't think we're going to come out batting over 500 against the, over that nine game or that 12-game stretch against nine teams in the playoff picture. 
I'm going to give Lou a little bit more credit than a lot of the people who are saying, well, we have to wait till this or wait till that. He knows we're not good enough. He knows. Believe me, he's not stupid. He knows we're not good enough. It's If it's so obvious to a stupid, grumpy old man such as myself, believe me, Lou Lamarillo knows it too. They know. They know. Deep down, they know. They don't need to wait. They're maybe hoping to catch lightning a bottle so they can squeak into the number eight seed and play Caroline and get beat four games to nothing and score one goal and give up 40. I mean, maybe that's what it'll take to convince them. But here's the thing. They know deep down we're not good enough. We just aren't good enough. And this that's not a crime. We had a little bit of fun the last couple of years, but guess what? Your team is old. It needs to be totally turned over. Hmm. Again, you everyone says, well, just a minor retool. You have to get rid of guys on your top six, at least two, at least two. I'd say if you can, I think you could get rid of two by removing Bailey, putting Wallstrom on a spot in the top six and moving Palmieri to the third line. And you bring in a third line, uh, bring in, bring in, bring in a right winger. I think that removes two players off the off the off the top six. Okay, has Barry Trotz shown any inclination to give Oliver Wallstrom even the remotest shot on the first line? He is not, and that's concerning. And you're gonna you're gonna have to move contracts. The top six guys all have long term contracts. They have to be moved out to bring in new players. One does not, and that's Bailey. So that's why I said. He's a guy who doesn't perform, and he's a guy with the shortest contract still left on the books. He would be the most likely candidate, the most obvious candidate to move. He's got two more years after this. He's got two more years. You got to, you got to, if you want to bring in new talent to infuse your team with fresh young blood, you have to move guys now, not two years from now. Young now. Blood. Yeah, he does. He does have two years left on his contract. He's only five million per. So I, I'm just well, saying, two years left. He's got. Think about it. Our top six. Matt Barzal technically has one year till one year left on the contract after this one, but he does have the shortest contract on the top six. It's think about that. Really your best year. player, your best player has the shortest contract. All the guys who absolutely blow have the longest contracts left. Because, and here's the thing: it's not the first time you heard me say this. That's why you don't resign guys like Nelson, Lee, and Everly back to long-term deals when they're on the thirty or uh, right on the cusp of thirty. You don't do it because those are failed contracts. Lee wanted to go somewhere else or he had an offer somewhere else. Bye-bye. I don't care that you were the captain last year. Doesn't matter. You're not worth the money in the long run. He hasn't even been worth the money in the short run. That was a bad contract from day one. Yes. Now, you remember what I called it? Andrew Ladd 2.0. That's what I called that contract. I said, look, the initials are still the same. AL 2.0. I remember saying that on this podcast. How much longer of no or little production – could Anders Lee still be cemented in as our first line left wing? He's got 14. every game. Was that sorry? Every game, every single game, he'll play on that first line. Barry's a slave to his structure. So, in other words, Matt Barzell never be as good as he can be. Who cares what they put on the right wing? Doesn't matter. It's going to be Bailey or Jarnak. Think about it. Jarnak gets a shot. Parise gets a shot. Kiefer Bellows gets a shot playing on his off wing that he's never played, but Oliver Wallstrom never gets a shot. Why not? See, it makes you worry, too. You talk about a lack of performance in production. 31 games, 11 goals, 3 assists, 31 years old, about to be 32 this year, right? He's not He's not going to get better. 
He's he's on the decline. Simple as no that. No kidding. He he's he's on the decline. And when I look at the lack of performance this year, don't expect him to freaking turn a light switch on next year and say, "Oh yeah, I'm averaging point seven or point six or point eight point eight goals a game or point eight points a game." It's just not going to happen. I don't know. That, that, that makes me wonder, right? When will it be a time period, if at all? You think to yourself, "Is Anders Lee? Does he need to be cemented in on the first line left wing position? Because he, he is. Does he need to be playing power play time, game in and game out? Power play doesn't perform. He plays first line minutes on first line minutes with Matt Barzal. That should amount to points every single game or on a <laughs> on a much bigger basis than what you've got any plays on the power play I, you know you look at the lack of performance and it's not just lee but I, you look at a con- the guy who's got a, one of the biggest contracts on the team you think to yourself oh yeah shit that's starting to look even worse game by game but i mean i called that the day it was signed the day it was signed we all saw it but i'm just like you we well, talked you listen to some other fans when, when was the day of reckoning the day of reckoning is getting closer and closer, and it's close, guys. The day of reckoning was when uh, Artemi Panarin signed with the Rangers, and then we made the panic move of re-signing Anders Lee. That was the day of reckoning. To me, I don't care that we didn't sign Panarin. He didn't want to come here. That doesn't mean you throw stupid money at a guy who's just average, and that's what Anders Lee is, just an average player who benefited playing for John Tavares and benefits playing for Matt Barzell. He is not a guy – he has to be dependent on someone else for him to do what he does best because he plays no defense, just showed by that last clip. He doesn't show a whole lot of hustle. You want to know when he showed hustle? When he got demoted to the second line. All of a sudden, boy, look at the hustle from that kid. You want to know what tells me? They're all too complacent and too fat, dumb, and happy and assured of their spots on this team. That's why you bench veterans. Uh, you know, Kevin Kurtz believes what he believes in. That's how you that's how you send a message to the veterans. You bench them. Nobody's job is safe here. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree, right? You know, that that you talk about what most coaches do that send a message. Well, you can lose the vets in the locker room. Well, well, here's the thing. They're not performing anyway. Well, that that's definitely that's if you if you were if you across the board were fair and just in all decisions, you would not lose the locker room. You could bench veterans because you're just being honest, right? You haven't played well, man. I need to see more out of you every game. Otherwise, we're going to give other people a shot. It's not like it's a newsflash or a situation. But do I think ever Trotz has ever told – he's done that to Bavilia this year, so I'm sure he's had the conversation. Do you think he ever told there that to, to Josh Bailey or to Anders Lee I know he said, oh, there's no guaranteed spot for Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, bullshit. But do you think he's told that to Anders Lee with the lack of production he's had this year too? No. I guarantee he's never had a conversation. Hey, Anders, we need to start seeing more on the ice, whether it's just, you know, you need to, we need our guys to play the full 200-foot game if you subscribe to that ideology. Do you think he ever had that conversation with Anders Lee? Do you think he's ever had the conversation with Anders Lee? We need to see more hustle. We need to see more fight along the corners. We need to see you fighting harder down low on the net. Do you think they have conversations like that with Anders Lee? I don't think they do. No. And the only thing you want to how they could have those conversations, but if nothing ever changes, what does it matter? I don't even, I don't, I but the thing is, I don't even think he's had the conversation for that. It just shows you like, it doesn't matter what the performance is. He's never even had that conversation with a guy like Anders Lee. Yeah. I don't believe in conversation. You know, you can just say it to him, but the whole thing is, you know, and I, I disagree with Mr. Kurtz when he says, you know, 
They see you send a message to the team by benching Oliver Wallstrom. No, that doesn't send a message to the team. It just shows what you've always shown that young guys get benched when they made a mistake and older guys do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You're trying hard. So, you know, we're going to continue to give you ice time. No, you want to send a message. You start benching veterans. Everybody's ears pick up. Everybody's ear. Oh shit. Uh, we're all on notice here. And you know what? You bench one every night. See how much they all better play. All right. Remember what was Bailey's best game? Remember the game he was demoted to the third line? He, he actually he showed effort. I saw a hustle yeah. out of Josh it's, Bailey. I was like, it, holy shit. No one wants to talk about it, but it's so obvious to someone who just pays attention. That's one thing that I believe in. I like to just pay attention. I watch. That's why, TJ, you get mad at me. You know, you watch your little games on the phone. I can't <sighs> see anything on the phone. But here's the thing. You watch and you learn. You watch these players every game. They're invisible. All of a sudden, they take a drop down the line. All of a sudden, look at how hard Anders Lee is skating to catch that pass from Barzell for the goal. Look at Josh Bailey going into corners, which he never does. He's allergic to corners. He won't even clean a damn quarter of his, of his uh, cupboards at home because he's too scared to go into damn corners, right? But here's the thing. He was going into corners. He was going to the front of the net. Why? Because he got demoted. That's how you motivate people with ice time. That's how you do it. See, only thing you could do it. Tortorella even said that too. And again, I I, I think Tortorella is crazy. Something that the best way, and you look at look at Bobby Knight even the best way to go ahead and send a message to to a young man or any type of player in a team is directly affecting his ice time. That's how you send a message to him. Absolutely. Do we do that with guys who don't perform? Unfortunately, not. Oh, a select few. A select few. Do we do that too? Kyle Palmieri was miserable on Thursday night. Miserable. Did nothing. Now I'm willing to cut him this much freaking slack because of his first game back. Not a whole lot. This much. Why is he's that bad? Why is he not on the bench next game? And we'll see. Maybe he would have been benched today. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. But I'm going to tell you again. How do you start solving these problems? You go to these players who have their no move clauses, their no trade clauses, and you tell them, we're rebuilding the team. We want to move you to a contender. I know you can't it can't possibly happen. That's what I do. I'm actively trying to trade these guys with contracts. Anders Lee, Kyle Palmieri, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, all of them. Why? Because they're not going to be part of the solution going forward. So you try to move them, be preemptive, try to move them off the roster now so you can backfill in the offseason. That's what we have to do if we want to remain competitive going forward. Yeah. Are you busy? No. You busy over there? I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of uh I was just looking at the schedule, right? Oh, For just stop. Don't worry about schedule. Season's over. You don't need to worry about it. It's over. <laughs> don't even waste your time last, on it. I was looking at the last 13 games. I told you that. It's yeah. I told you that three weeks ago. We're not winning. We, we, uh, we, maybe two games we went out of the last 13. Two. That's it. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it looks it looks even rougher than originally because we looked no at shot. it midway through. We had said, okay, let's take a quick glance and see that schedule. It's rough, dude. It is rough I wasn't, and rowdy. I wasn't lying to you last week when I said we had to be twenty points up going through that last stretch of the season because we're not winning any of those games. No shot. No shot. We we're probably going to come in ninth, tenth in the conference, depending on what some of the the you know, the dregs and we're part of the dregs, Columbus. Detroit. Who would you rather be? Detroit or the Islanders right now, right? What did we say last year? Who would you want to be? The Islanders or the Rangers? I think Who would we you want to be? The Rangers. And, and we always said, said the Rangers. Oh, you're a Rangers podcast. And I said, no. 
Oh, you guys are secret Ranger fans. No, <laughs> not at all. But our team, our team is on the way down. Their team's arrows pointing up for their team. And I didn't say, did we want to be that? I said, which team is in better position? Which team is it? Which roster would you rather have? I think is what we said. Mm. And I said, the Rangers. I mean, I don't, like I said, I'm not looking at this year because we're not winning a Stanley Cup. Neither are the Rangers, by the way. I said that last year, but who has a better chance of winning a Stanley Cup in the next five years, us or the Rangers? Neither. I don't think the Rangers are going to do it either, but they have a better shot than we have. Hopefully the fall isn't going to be where we're picking in the top five every year. And I really don't see that, but the way to avoid that is to start trading the veterans with term on their contract. I don't care if you get pennies on the dollar. Just try to get some draft capital and just rebuild the team. It needs a rebuild. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go read an ad, but I just want to go ahead and, and give you the layout over the last thirteen games of the season. We play. <sighs> what are you upset about? I don't need it. I know it. I told you what it was last week. I, mean, I don't need. That's what, it's not for you, Grumpy. It's for the okay. listeners of the show. Okay. Provide them a little bit because maybe they're not looking into what the schedule looks like down the road in April. Okay. I mean, I thought we talked about it last week. That's fine. Go ahead. We didn't talk Put about it, it last week. You said now we had talked about we played Pittsburgh twice. Washington twice, three Carolina losses. twice, four. We play no, six, five. <laughs> we play Tampa Bay once. We six. play the, we play the Florida Panthers once. Seven. New York Rangers once. Eight. The Toronto Maple Leafs once. Nine. St. Louis Blues once. Ten. And then you've got Montreal and Buffalo. That's why I said two and ten. That's why I said we'd be lucky to win two. Hmm. I, I looked at that schedule. I looked at that schedule. What three weeks ago? I'm like this season. It's over. It's over. We're not. We had to be 20 points up going to the last, what, three weeks of the season to have any shot. Yeah. 20 points up. That's not happening. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I we can't beat a team with the winning record. We can't beat a team with the winning record. Yeah. I, you just look at, we talk about hard stretches. You're looking 13 of, or 11 of those 13 games are against teams that are in the playoffs at the moment and will be in the playoff picture. So, yeah, you know, it's, don't expect for us to come away with anything more than 500 against those teams. It's probably going to be worse than 500. Let's assume even we catch a hot streak. It's 500 against the good teams. We haven't done it in the past. I'm saying even best. Case we're not. Game. We're not even winning. We're not even winning 20 percent of those games. Yep. I, 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 I. What makes you think we're going to go to 500 as this season gets longer and our old tired legs get more tired? And the other teams are playing for something, and we're playing for nothing. Can you remind me how many? Um, can you remind me uh, how many games we have over a stretch, Grumpy? You told me it after the All Star break we have how many? Forty three games over how many game stretch or how many days? Eighty stretch? days, forty three games in eighty days. Yikes, guys! Yikes! Hey, Phineas Fogg was able to go around the world in eighty days. We're not going to be able to win. Get even uh, eight points, I don't think. <laughs> Okay. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Uh, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. 
And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money or your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit and a $1 wage is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't gamble if you got a gambling problem. Absolutely. What's up, Scott? And the ghost of Charles Wang going, Ooh, oh man, the ghost of Charles Wang. He says, I haunt the taxpayers of Nassau County. Oh gosh. Um, and then Kanye the Great saying here, uh, good evening, guys. I'm watching the floor. It's game Kanye the Giant. Kanye the Giant. Dumb. Not Kanye the Great. Grumpy. Why are you so irritated already? Because, dude, at least get the people's names right. You butcher, you butcher what they say. That I got to correct you on if it's not if it's too egregious I have to correct you but you got to get the people's names right. Oh, Come on, grumpy, grumpy. Then watch the Florida Panthers game, man. It's a fun team to watch. Well, it's because you've been watching the Islanders and anybody else looks fun compared to them. Gosh, the Kings look like they were fun. I, you talk about and and here's the thing. If we were to restructure, kind of change up style, yeah, okay, we might not win as many games. We're gonna be a more fun game, a more fun team to watch. Even when we win games, we're not very entertaining, right? That's why you go to sporting events is for the entertainment value. We want to watch your team win. We want to be entertained. That's why people like sports, right? It's an entertainment industry. So, That's right. You know, it is what it is. Matthew what asks. Matthew S. saying, good evening, gentlemen. TJ's frozen. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew S. had a little bit of struggle there. Um, ooh, Frank K. said, and uh, I'd I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read way too many words for you. What? I'd love to know. What? Let I'd me see your ass right now. What? What's up with you, Grumpy? You I'd know? like to read it because I, I Frank wants his comments read correctly. <laughs> he called me and he told me. Is that what he did? You and Frank, you and Frank have He's each other's a- telephone numbers? I'd love to know which one of the eight teams ahead of the Islanders is going to drop down. People are sadly delusional. This team is bad. Trotz's ego made sure that he wasn't shown up by Lambert, who let the kids fly free and be themselves. True. Trotz makes sure to handcuff youth. True. They're done. True. Let the kids fly free. True. We sucked versus the Kings. Mostly true. Yes, I know we hit two crossbars. And the two goals we scored seemed like garbage time goals. Never felt like they tie it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Frank, very lucid comments. Very, And you see how, TJ, I got every word correct. I put the proper inflections in the right spots. That's how you read a comment. Jarrell said, shh, the sheep are listening, Grumpy. You can't talk about that. You can't talk about true facts to the to – the, to the- they, Believe me, they, they do listen. They do listen. When our talking points show up almost verbatim on their websites, they're listening. Because they're not they're not creative. Enough. We talk about it on a Wednesday and every single major publication. <laughs> doesn't matter what it was, you go on every single one, every single publication is talking about the same shit we talked about the day before, two days before. And we are the curve. We are the curve. I just said that's the item that we saw. I mean, maybe we devote Grumpy, do we devote more time to the Islanders and thinking about Islanders hockey than we should that we devoted more? Devote Probably. more time than than, than the beat writers and the people who that's their professional job. Well, that, they're doing their job by stealing things from other people. I just wish they give us credit. That's all. No, if you're gonna steal, if you're gonna steal something from somebody, 
give them credit. Uh, Matthew, I know, I know, I do. If I remember, yeah, Matthew S. saying it made it even worse. They teased us late with those late goals. Yeah, for certain. Yeah. Uh, Scott L. saying, "Grumpy, how are you feeling about Brady?" Um, news there of him retiring. I'm glad he f he's finally gone because he beat up my Jets for 20 years. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, but I'll touch on it briefly here. Um, I, you knew the day was coming, and it's going to change the way I watch football, honestly. You know, as you're a kid, and I'll talk about this tomorrow more in depth, you kind of have favorite players. Like, for me, it was Daryl LaMonica, Phil Sims, and Tom Brady. And, you know, they were like my follow guys. But And I said to my, I said to the warden today, I said, you know what, I'm never going to have that again in my life because you get to be a certain age, just do, don't do that anymore. And that's kind of where I am. So it's a kind of sad time. I wish you wish would have had one more Super Bowl championship. And if it wasn't for the injuries and the moronic coaches in Tampa Bay, they had a really good shot of repeating. But I mentioned on uh, our podcast that we did last week when we covered the Bills and Chiefs game on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man that he didn't look too upset at the end of the game. you got to remember, I watched Tom Brady for years and years. When they lost a game, like particularly a playoff game, he looked like he was crushed every time. He did not look that way at this game. And I'm like, he looks different. And that's why I'm not surprised that he's retiring. Think about it, though. Greatest greatest football player of all time. Probably the greatest player in team sport of all time, considering the sport that he plays and the physicality that's involved. Yep. And again, we'll be talking about that on this right yep. here. I popped up on screen. TJ and the Grumpy Old Man can be found in the link in the description below. Also can be found as a linked page there or a link channel on our uh, YouTube, our home channel there. Um, but yes, Grumpy. Um, Frank Hay saying here, Wild gonna be they're gonna win four to one. We're not gonna be able to handle their style at all. Hundred percent agree. I watch them against the Rangers, like holy shit, they're really good. No wonder Zach Carice couldn't play in that lineup. Anthony R said, Preach, Grumpy, preach. This team is toast. Let's talk rebuild and realistic moves in the offseason. And it's the same thing I said last offseason. You have to do things in stages, right? I thought our stages that we were doing things last year were good. We shed cap. Um, we offloaded some veterans from some contracts, and it was it was like a three stage process. And we didn't do the player acquisition part. First thing we have to do, well, is a couple of things. First, we got to talk to Barry Trotz, tell him we need to rebuild. Uh, forget this, re whatever retool bullshit. It's a rebuild. Okay. We need to get rid of contracts. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson. Josh Bailey, Kyle Palmieri, those are the guys who need to be moved off. Why? Because they're top six players with long-term deals. The longer you keep them on the team, the less chance of you having other top-level players to be able to bring in. You have to move some of them off to bring in newer players because we have so many guys under long-term contracts. Mm. Those guys need to be moved out. That's step one. Until they do that, then we'll talk about what we can do in the offseason. Okay. I think we... Even though I say retool, we're in the same boat. Retool and rebuild, I think, are you say rebuild. I consider that a retool. Rebuild is scrapping everything, absolutely everything. I think retool is all that's needed, right? If you're able to remove Josh Bailey, you put Oliver Walsh in a top line spot, you kick Kyle Palmieri down, you're able to get rid of if you you're just you're just rearranging the chairs. You're just rearranging the deck uh, uh, chairs on the Titanic. The you need, we need Okay, we need to bring in new players into the organization, guys who can score. Guys on the, in the team right now are not capable of scoring. 
We need to move them out and bring in fresh players who have the ability to score. We need to talk to Barry Trotz and say we need to change our system a little bit because this isn't working. Our fans are not sitting in the seats. Okay, they're walking yeah, we're making, around. They're walking around the arena, grumpy. We're making money with Shack Burgers and all the other crap, but nobody's watching our product. You hear how we booed the other night against the Kings? We can't have that. Yeah. Fifteen games into a new arena, uh, a new arena, or uh, nineteen games into a new arena, and you're getting booed off the ice against the Los Angeles Kings, who were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league. That's how you do a rebuild, right there. Mm. All young guys with a sprinkling of veterans. I'm not saying get rid of all the veterans. But certain ones have to go. Because guess what? You look at the production. And again, if you fall off the map this year and continue to perform this clip, you're not going to see the same attendance or the same, the same sold, the, the same amount of seats sold that you saw this year, next year. Just not going to happen. The appeal of the nope. new arena first year is gone. So <laughs> welcome to New York. Um, Brian P also said over that stretch where we're two or two twelve and three against playoff caliber teams, we've been outscored fifty-six to twenty-seven. Games haven't even been close. Only tw- only twenty seven goals. Think about that. Why is that surprising? No, to I'm you? just saying, right? We we score about a little more than two goals a game on average, but over that stretch of seventeen games, we've only scored twenty seven goals. That's that's it's it's well under, right? It's well on. It's like, what is it like one point seven, one point eight goals a game? Yikes! I don't man. even know. It's not good. But it, is that surprising to you though? We haven't been able to score for three years. The coach and the GM came out three years ago and said, yes, we need to get more scoring on this team. They came out and said it. That was their biggest mistake is that they actually spoke the truth. And what have they done? Absolutely nothing. It's actually way worse than that. We only average against teams that are in the playoff picture. Again, if this, and I trust Brian, if this, if this is true here, 1.58 goals every game right now we score against teams that are in the playoffs at the moment or in the playoff or in a playoff position. 1.58 goals a game. Yikes. Yikes bad. Um, Jeff S., I'll let you read this one again, Grumpy, if you want to. Palmieri, back. Okay. How about setting Bailey? Or if your team struggles to score, perhaps it's time to sit the least offensive player playing. Sit Martin. Bailey or Martin need to sit. Palmieri needs to bring more than Bailey and Martin. Wallstrom and Bellows need to play. People will say Wallstrom has not played well. Well, of course not. He's probably afraid to make a mistake back to the bench. And he cannot get into the scoring group. That's that. And, he, and Jeff's 100% right, right? We don't sit veterans over younger players who were freaking producing. If they weren't producing, that's one thing, but they were producing. Why do you sit those guys? What's the message you're sending? As soon as the old veteran comes back in, he's playing. Palmieri's not concerned about sitting. He bought that new house, guaranteed to get a new contract. I bought a house on Long Island. I was born in Smith, uh, uh, Smithtown. I could care less. <laughs> you suck. All right? You're an F-. minus. Thomas B. said, I was watching parts of the Rags game yesterday, and Micheletti quipped at one point um, that the Wild were so much faster than the Rangers, and you can clearly see the difference, and just made me think about how bad, our, how bad a job our award-winning general manager has done. Well, it's, it's the fact that he hasn't really done anything. Since he's been here. And he wins, right? General manager of the year. Oh, he's a genius. He's playing 40. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it's rep. the system. It's the that's system rep. that Barry Trotz has. It's, it's because he's Lou Lamarillo. Because we ain't one shit. How does the Tampa Bay GM and last year the Florida GM not win GM of the year? Mm. Their teams are winners. Look at us. 
Frank A saying, time for new blood with general manager and coaching positions. There I said it. Screw the past accomplishment. June 26 was the end for this regime. Matthew C saying, not happening. Lou is not going anywhere until he retires. I agree. I think they're going to keep him. But at some point in time, you have to – I don't know what ownership says behind closed doors, but they cannot possibly be happy with all the outlay to get the arena built and they have a shit product that – here's the thing. Not only is it a shit product in as, as opposed to points, but we're not fun to watch. That's the worst thing. We're it's not a entertaining. shitty product, and it's not entertaining. That is. Yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I keep on my Barry in the vet shirt because they will be seen by the people. Yes, and look at this, Grumpy. I got my Grumpy's Groupie shirt on. And when you guys get your merchandise, by the way, we have the merchandise store that's open. It's got the Bavarian Vet shirt that is oh so dearingly a little armadillo for Grumpy or for uh, for uh, Barry Trotts. And I've got my Grumpy's Groupie shirt on here. You can find that in the the link in the description below at the merchandise store. When you guys get your shirts and you you're just like oh I'm casually wearing, send us a picture. We're gonna show and pop you up on screen when you guys are out and about, and uh, we'll make sure that that gets shown up. Up. Um, yes, though, we do need to get younger. Jeff Essel says Soroka needs to play every time there are no back to back games. Jeff, I don't know. Jeff took smart. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I don't, I'm sure Jeff is smart. Jeff always Obviously, comes up with points like this. He does it yeah. great. He's, he's got his super smart pills he was taking today, not just smart pills, super smart. He's right on, he's spot on. His, his super smart pills, company. Yeah, is it like what are the, uh, that was that stuff that they octopus, give you? That uh, the octopus, I see it all the time. Uh, never fish oil, like isn't that. it fish oil for brain? regeneration or something it's prevagen or something like that prevagen the pill that helps your brain it's like octopus or some shit like that you should start taking some of that tj <laughs> have you never seen the prevagen commercials i don't watch commercials when i do i pick them apart i'm like okay that's not true what are they trying to tell me why are they pushing some narrative no I, that's why i don't watch commercials they just piss me off yeah prevagen if they piss me off too much i just don't buy their product it helps against memory loss. Okay, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Maybe I need that. Oh man, um, the Wilder faster. Jeez, yeah. Tony, think about like, it. Think about think about that. The Rangers are way too fast for us, and the Wilds faster than they are. Just uh, just saying. What are the, and they have aggressive forecheck. What does that say? Tomorrow's game is going to turn into. That's right, shit show. I was about to say it's going to be. What time is that game? I think uh, it's. Uh, seven. Let me pull it up here. That okay. game tomorrow is going to be seven thirty. Okay. Oh well, oh man, you got NFL playoffs to be watching during that time period. I'll save you the time. You don't need to bother watching yet. You could you could tune in to the Islanders game during commercials <laughs> and at halftime. But man, oh man, yikes! Yeah, this team is officially done. Yikes! I'll tell you. Mm -mm -mm. Um, but. And keep going. Tony G is saying here, and Grump we trust, and sometimes maybe TJ we trust too. That's right. Mm. Tony Parmesan. <laughs> Tony Parmesan. A little mozzarella. Oh, man. And he says, it really bothered me. Uh, you can get really ice. bad. Oh, it's really bad when you get ice, ice level for, seats for 23 bucks on the secondary market. Think about that. Think about that. They, they can't give them away. That's ice level seats. Yeah. Got to hope that other teams are going to stop teams ahead of us, which isn't going to happen. And Matthew well, C says, does Lou realize this grump that we have issues afoot and that we need to re retool and restructure? I think he does, but they were hoping he knows at some point in time it's full rebuild. He knows he's not stupid. All right. Yes. Sometimes I say, oh, gosh, he's dumb or whatever. He's a fossil. 
He's not stupid. He knows. They were hoping. Uh, what I hope is they don't use this year as an excuse to bring it back one more year. Yes, we can. It, it'll be worse next year. You think it's bad this year? It'll be worse next year. Mm. Oh, man. I, if we do the same thing and roll out the same freaking lineup and say, oh, well, last year was COVID. It was away games. It was, uh, you know, a, the litany of freaking excuses are going to throw out there. Oh, they changed up the type of uh, protein powder they put in their drinks there after workouts. I want to flip a shit if they roll out the same exact team next do you year. Remember, do you remember three months ago, all these pundits, the Islanders were the trendy pick to win the Stanley Cup, and I'm like, you got you get your heads out of your asses, people. It's because they don't know anything about the team. You know, that's the one thing we follow. You watch the team, the team in the playoffs, and that's it. Yeah, and they think, oh, well, they lost to Tampa two years in a row. They're ready to take the next step. Did you watch any of those games? Because we were never a threat to beat Tampa. Never. Never. Never freaking ever. It's an incredibly hard system to play a game in and game out, talking about the honor system. Without a doubt, and particularly when you're an older team. It's 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 almost it's almost impossible. Barry Trotz has gotten as much out of this team and this collection of players that you possibly could. Just not good enough, and that's partially on him because I think I, I know Lou and him have to talk. Lou just doesn't say I'm just going to put whoever I want in there. They talk. What do you need to make this squad? They want it to be winners immediately. Well, when you do that, even though I thought they should have done a full rebuild to start, when you do that. You have to pay the piper at the end. Now the check has come due. And we told you it was coming. We're the only people who told you it was coming before it happened. It's so, it was so obvious, plain as the nose on your face. You're going to see everybody else jumping on that bandwagon too. Just remember you heard it here first and tell all your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> Scott L said, I bet Barry couldn't wait to put Paul Mary back in the lineup against the Kings. You know it. As soon as Bellow, yeah, great. Bellows didn't perform on on right wing. Why don't you put him playing freaking defense and say how he didn't do the job, Barry? Uh, this way you could bench him. And it was so obvious to me. As soon as as soon as I saw him playing right wing on the first line, I'm like, he's sabotaging. He's getting ready to bench him. Uh, Kevin H said, "Grumps, can we get Geraldo Rivera to open up your prediction envelope at the end of the year? It's going to be more informative than Al Capone's uh, safe. That's for certain." Do you even know what that was? You don't even know what that that's is. That's originally how he made his that's originally how he made his his uh his no, uh no, no. He used to be uh he used to be an investigative journalist for ABC News, for uh eyewitness news. It was local New York news. That's 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 where he started. I know his he's name's been, not actually Geraldo. I know that's not his real name. Geraldo uh, Rivera. His real name is not Geraldo. It certainly is not. Oh, 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 you know what? You know what his name is better is than he, he changed does. his name. His real name is not Geraldo Rivera. I promise you his real name is not Geraldo Rivera because I saw uh, it on something. I saw it on a show and his his name is really not Geraldo Rivera. And he was just, this is way back. And he used to have like a, a, a talk show and I saw this old clip. It was like Geraldo. KKK member. I, yeah, I know. It was like some KKK members talking with some some uh, some African-American people and they were kind of like battling out like, why do you think? And like they were trying to have it. It was like, you know, big TV back in the 80s. They start throwing chairs around and this KKK member, white nationalist, calls him by his real name. His real name is not Geraldo Rivera, and he got really pissed off that he called him his real name. His real name is not Geraldo. Uh, you he was throwing chairs. I'm just telling you, his real name is not Geraldo. That was on Jerry Springer's show. It was not Jerry Springer. Springer. I promise okay. you it was on Geraldo's show. Okay, okay, okay. TJ, you weren't even alive back then. I promise you. So you don't know shit. Everyone knows you know absolutely nothing about anything when it comes to pop culture or anything. 
So just just end it now. You're wrong. That's fine. We'll move on. Okay. Fair enough, Rob. Uh, I'm no telling Rivera. you. I'm telling you, it's not. It's not his real name, not Geraldo. Uh, anyway, uh, Kanye the Giant says here. Assuming the Islanders don't make the playoffs, will you guys stream a couple of games from other teams? Been fun watching you guys with the watch along. I think on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, if that's the case, the Islanders are well out of the picture. And during the NHL playoffs, we're going to be streaming games on that one. We don't want to do it on the Islanders one. We'll probably do it on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, just kidding, because it'll be kind of generalized sports. I don't want people coming and tuning in like, oh, what are the Islanders doing streaming different games? But we'll use the other channel to stream those games. I believe Grump. Um, Drew L okay. said, funny things are the Knicks are literally in the same boat as the Islanders, except uh, now they're looking to get rid of the veterans. That's what you should do. They Will lose at the deadline. Um, he should sell the deadline and everybody, not just, not just the easy ones. Oh, Cal Clutterbuck, Zdeno Chara, Zach Parise. No, you need to move the bigger names. Those are the ones you really need to move. You, moving the bottom guys doesn't mean anything. They're not making big money. You need to move the bigger guys on the top six. The top six forwards are the guys you need to move first. I'm not saying you don't move those, the Charas or the Greens or the Parises or the Clutterbucks. No problem. But you have to move your top six guys if you want to make the team better. You don't get better by improving your bottom six, which you have loads of people to play. You get better by improving your top six particularly when you can't score goals. I, I don't understand how the, the cartel media just does not get this. I don't, I don't know it. Mm. You'll see it eventually. They'll come around. Mm -mm -mm. And then uh, Drew L saying, and also, holy shnikes, the reference after the second weekie that Varlamov let in, I tell you. Yep. yep. And then I miss. Do you, know what holy, do you know what holy shnikes is from? I, I've heard it. I know it's holy shnikes. I can't remember where it's from, though. Tommy boy. Oh, yeah. Callahan. Callahan. Callahan Auto Parts. Ugh. Why don't you tell us about Geraldo's real name, too? Okay. That was something more in your time. Geraldo, you're talking about something before you were even born. I'm just saying, in that they were throwing chairs around. This guy called him something other than Geraldo, and he and he was not happy about it. They called him. Maybe he got hit with a chair. He did. He did want to get in the seat. Wanted to get Maybe that's what pissed him off. slam too. I was like, this was on TV. I was like, okay, TV's changed over the years. I mean, like, it was like, it was like, I imagine more of a real version of Jerry Springer, right? Jerry Springer is obviously just like the work. I mean, like, it's all just fake. But uh, I mean, they were throwing chairs. He busted this guy's lip open. It was like, it was mass pandemonium in the in the the, uh, the show, the TV show. I remember. I remember when the Morton Downey Jr. show was on. That was pretty crazy for a while. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. And then um, Matthew is saying it's too little, too late to sell at the deadline. Uh, no, no, no. I think he was. Oh, maybe he's talking about that. I thought he was talking about the Kings game. Maybe it is. Uh, Dave F says it's crazy how many fans just refuse to admit that we are not a good team because they're they. Most people were not around for when we were good. Most you know under the age of what fifty, don't even know what it was like when we were a championship team. They're just used to being losers every year. So they think, oh, well, gosh, look at this. We're so good. How can we get Little Lou and Barry now? Because look at how good we've done the last three years. Okay, that's over. Are you happy with the product? Are you happy with the team going forward? If either answer is no, you have to move on. Nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid to take a step back. Take a step back to take two steps forward. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Uh, Lou R says here, um, God forbid Barzal gets hurt and is out for a long time period. This team, that we'd be really effed. But he's been, he looks disinterested. I think he's given, I, I don't want to say he's quit because I don't think he's quit, but he just seems like he's like, yeah, I can't play with these pieces of shit on my line. I, I, he has to wake up in cold sweats at night. Bailey and Lee, really? Two guys into their 30s who can't move. One guy has to hang on to the boards till his mom brings him the sippy cup, and the other guy's like a, just a, a big pipe in the middle of the ice. That's what I have to work with? Ugh. Oh, my God. I had a dream last night that I was attacked by foxes that were kind of like wolver- like kind of like uh, weasels or wolverines. It was terrible. I don't dream. I don't dream. Yeah, like they bit me right on the arm and I got them. I'm smashing them into other freaking weasel fox wolverine combos. I busted it. He was busted up to shit. Then I grabbed the other two and I'm smacking them against poles and stuff. It was terrible. I thought I was there thinking, I saw that these animals coming at this little child and I was just trying to save the child and I got bit. I'm like, fuck. Look at this. What a mistake. Look at you. Even in your dreams, a very chivalrous individual. I'm a hero. I'm a hero in my own uh In, <laughs> in my your own, own dreams. dreams. Hey, aren't you always a hero in your own dreams? I don't though? dream, so I'm not sure. Paulo Cease. Oh, you dream. I don't dream. Dreams. I don't dream. I do not dream. Simple as that. I don't dream. I, I just go to sleep, and I just wake up. There is no dream. None. Uh, Paulo C said, Grumpy, you said if the Rangers make the playoffs, then we'll be in trouble. But yep. I don't know if you guys are... are you guys remember I predicted the Rangers to make the playoffs numerous times, and I and, and I smelled a bad season for us. I don't remember Paolo, but I'm going to take your word for it. Yep. Um, yeah. If Bellows ever gets in again, or uh, we all know Wallstrom will be sitting. Bellows won't be playing again. Nope. He'll Bellows, back Bellows, Bellows done for the year. Yep. Unless An unless the unless the things go so south, we sell that that we have to sell. And Lou says we need to find out what we have in these young guys, which I've been, uh, you know, opining. Uh, opine. There you go. Good word. Opining for all year, all year. Willick C says here tomorrow's night, uh, tomorrow night against the Wild is already an automatic loss. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, Brian B saying the quicker you get rid of Lee, the better off this team will be. True. True. Like it's kind of catchy too. Um, and then Kevin H says, Paul Mary is Lou's guy. No way he's sitting. Lou has egg on his face. <laughs> um, uh, of uh, He sits him for Bellows. Well, that's a trots. Trots makes the lineup card. Lou doesn't do that. But that's where Billy Martin, like I said, I'd said it before, was so great as manager of the Yankees. He didn't care that Steve Sa- or Steve Kemp was making all that damn money as a free agent and he used to piss Steinbrenner off. But Mattingly was just a better player. And he's like, nope, I'm playing the better player. Yeah. That's why he was such a great manager. And well, Trotz is what he is. Michael T, what's up? How you doing? Um, and then uh Brian P says, uh, it doesn't help Barzal that Bailey is his other winger who never shoots. Yeah. It doesn't help Barzal that Bailey is his other wing, a player who never shoots. True. Yeah. Well, I just read you were, you came you came in garbled. Oh, gotcha. Uh Scott L says, unfortunately, Grump, I agree. Uh, with that, I think Barzal is gone if Barry is still the coach. True. Um, I think so, too. I'll let you read this one, Grumpy. Wrong, Grumpy, old man. No. It started in the Caps game when Barry told Lambert to cut Bellows' minutes and put Bailey in place of Bellows on the penalty, a power play. It killed him that the youth was producing under Lambert. He had to make sure to sabotage it from his house and threaten Lambert, I'm sure. Trotz is a smug egomaniac 
who performs fellatio on the vets. You need not apply. Better watch out, Barry. If that's true, you could get fired like Joel Quinn. (laughs) Execute order six. You know, here's the thing. All you had to know is know about it. I guess, maybe. Um, and then Angela N saying, uh, I'm afraid we'll lose Matt Barzal. He could have had double the points if not for trots. Retool True. and rebuild. I think we're on the same page. There needs to be massive, massive change. Massive okay. change to the player base. See, I look at rebuild as if you're gutting your first two lines because that's the most important thing. You need at least, I mean, minimum, minimum two guys to be gone. And not the young guys either. The old guys, not Bavillier. You can live with Bavillier, but oh, dude, Bavillier is not the answer. There's four guys who should go before. I'm not saying he is, but there are four guys who have no future with this team: Palmieri, Lee, Bailey, and Nelson. They're all oh, Nelson. Come on, stop. Okay, okay. We don't play Montreal every night. We don't play the Devils every night because he doesn't score shit against good teams. Period. Um, Kanye, don't make me dig that shit up. How out of his what 13, 14 goals, he's got 12 of them. Against Montreal and it's Jersey. like seven or something like that. It's no, no, it's not. Absolutely, it's not. Absolutely not. He never scores against a good team or in a big situation. I, I did, I did the math before. It's like five or something like five. Oh, or, I can't remember how many goals it was. He's got goals. It's about he scored four against Montreal and, and four against goal, the Devils. The majority of his goals, I think it was like six or seven, have come against three teams and they're like Montreal Devils and like another cellar dweller. I can't remember, but he scored goals against good teams too, but they're maybe just garbage goals. Uh, Kanye, this year. Kanye, the giant said, I won't blame Barzal for leaving. I'll let you read this comment as I pull that up. Grumpy. Hold on one second. Cause I have to sneeze. Just okay. Gotcha. Um, it's like grumpy says Barry won a cup in Washington and they still didn't want him back. Uh, makes me wonder if the, some of the players uh, wanted him gone. Um, in, uh, here's the thing. I think you heard Ovechkin say, yeah, um, thanks. Barry helped us win the cup. Nobody said, man, we really want Barry back. What player he who has thanked, any – He thanked him. But, again, like thanking is not saying we needed yeah. – we really – he's a big loss. What player wants to have a career where you underproduce and really underachieve as a team? People forget, why did they bring Barry Trotz into Washington? Because every year they were winning the the President's Trophy and they couldn't win in the playoffs. He was there five years. Got beat by Pittsburgh every single year in the playoffs. One year, Pittsburgh was banged up. The one year they beat them. And who did they have to beat in the Stanley Cup Finals? An expansion team. He had problems in Washington because he would never play the younger players. He only started playing because they knew halfway through the season. They told him, we're done with you after this year. That's when he said, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice and play the younger guys. The rest was history. They won. But they didn't want him back, period. Hmm. I mean, shit. But here's the thing. I'm not going to say Barry Trotz has not been good for this franchise. He has. He put a system in place, and that's what Tortorella was saying the other night. You know, you have a lot of talent, but until you have a system in place, uh, teams aren't going to be productive. The whole thing is we're not talented enough even with that system. That's why they won in Washington. Yes, they had the system, but look at the talent they have. That's what we don't have is talent. We need more talent. It's as simple as that. So out of his 13 goals, Brock Nelson has four against Montreal, three against Arizona. And then you look at, uh, he did have a few, he had two against Calgary, one against Vegas, one against Winnipeg, one against Carolina, one against Philly. So seven of his eight. goals. Phil, Philadelphia sucks. That's so always eight. I'm just saying seven of the, okay. 
I'm just saying, you look at seven of the goals have come against two opponents, and they've come over, I think, a, a three-game stretch. Arizona, we've played twice so far this year. He had one goal the first time, two goals the second, and Montreal was in one game. He had four goals. So and how many goals half, have goals, together? half of his goals, 13. So seven of his 13 goals have come over a three-game stretch, all against teams that are in the bottom five in the NHL. Yeah. Like I said, he's played like shit all year. He's played like crap all year. He's okay. He's played like crap all year. He was not good last year defensively. I talked about it ad nauseum. We went through the tape. We went through the film, how he was, how that second line was nowhere near as good. It could be he's just getting a little bit older. He's in his 30s now. You know, those things don't help teams. The older you get, the less productive you are, period. Still got 13 goals. Anyway, uh, Nikki's saying, I've been asking people that. Uh, who would you keep, Barry or Barzal? It's got to be Barzal. You always keep the talent. Yep. Yeah, we're old and slow, says Angel N. Absolutely. Michael T. saying, you can't let Barzal leave because of Barry, for certain. Sure. Once you decide, says, clearly the games aren't selling out at this point. Please stop using reasons um, for some seats being empty. The first couple of games, you know, there were excuses. Clearly, there are much more empty seats now. Yep, I was about to say, you see, like, everybody talking about, oh, well, it's because people are on the concourse. They're eating. They're this, that, and the other thing. Like, even if you're using those excuses, there's still a whole lot of empty seats here. You want to walk around the outside, go to a freaking mall. I go to them watch games. <laughs> Sorokin will keep the Islanders in the game. Kaprizov will have one goal and two assists. Um, owners need to make the right choice and get rid of Barry, says Michael T. Paulo C. saying here, how the hell do you not put a young Wallstrom, a shooter, a sniper on the first power play? Come on, wake up. That's Barry Trotz. That's all on Barry Trotz. All the coaching decisions are Barry Trotz. Lou L or Lou R says, uh, I wish we could really get the player's point of view. That would be interesting. I'm telling you, it's it's similar to what we're saying. I really do believe that. I mean, players they think they think a lot like an individual, like it's it's they're heavily vested in it, but I guarantee you Matt Barzal is unhappy. I think the veterans are pleased. Look at all the veterans. Oh, yeah, I'd love to come back. Travis Zajac, oh, yeah, I'd love to play there again. Why? Because your your game is over. Zach Parise, your career is over. Yep. That's why you want to come there. Zidane I just Char want to say something about Lou Revere. Do you think that's Geraldo Revere? That's the real Geraldo Revere? I'm telling you, Geraldo's real Revere. name. I, on the show, they called him by a different name, and he was not happy that he called him by a different name. And, like, he had said something. I can't remember. It was a long time ago I watched it, and I more watched it for the fight that happened <laughs> And then the, in the event, as they just started throwing chairs at each other, Michael T said, "If uh, Barzi left, uh, he would get ninety plus points wherever he went." Hundred percent agree. They would they would say, "Hey, your job is not here to play defense. You know, we, we like that you come back and, and hustle a bit. Your job is to put points in the and put goals in the net and put points on the board." And he would do that really well. Uh, yeah. Angel N saying, "Do you think we're getting rid of Trots anytime soon?" Nope. No. I think he'll be back next year too. That's not what I would do. Udini scoring for three years now. Yep. Kane scored a goal already tonight. There you go. Okay. I bet you Evander Kane will put up points too. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. But, but here's the thing. Don't you just kick the tires on him? Just, you know, just talk to him. Something. What I mean, if you're trying to improve your team, don't you do don't you try to do everything to improve your team? We cannot Even score. Just, we cannot I'm score. Not, He's on a cheap deal, too. Yeah, of course he is. Shit. But I mean. Right. Don't you just kick the tires and say, yeah, can we talk to him? I mean, I'm not saying you have to sign him. Don't you kick the tires? It seems like we don't even consider doing stuff like that. I mean, Edmonton now is 22, 16, and 2. 
yeah, they're starting to pick it up a little bit. Mm. Um, Just in time for us to play them. We caught we caught them when they were on the road down. I think they we beat them one nothing or something like that. Yeah, or it was, in, it was an overtime game, two one, something like that. Okay, at home, yeah. might I add. Yeah. Um, well. We're not really a good road team. No, Nick D. Well, we're we're just as good as a road team as we are a home team. Nick D. Said Barzal would be an automatic All Star rep on any other team except Barry's team. Yep, that is. Not I true. do. What? If he was on Tampa or Florida, he probably would not be an automatic first team guy. If on, I would say twenty five teams in the league, he would be an automatic All Star year in year out. No doubt okay. in my mind about majority of the that. teams in the NHL. You you said every team. You said everything. Oh, you know what I mean. Not everything. I don't grumpy. Not everything is an absolute. Damn it! I know I said every team, but I didn't mean absolutely every team. Okay, maybe I should be more accurate with what I say. More apt with what I say. On twenty-five teams in the league, he would probably be an, an NHL All-Star rep every single season. Okay. Yeah, he scored in the first period. Um, Grump, move your mic closer to you. Flip your jacket real quick. Thank you. Uh, Nick D, much better. Nick D said, um, we might beat uh, the Canucks, but the Oilers and the Flames, I doubt it. I don't think we're beating the Canucks. Mm. I don't think we're beating the Canucks. They're playing much better hockey than we are. Michael T said, oh, my God, how crazy that Evander Kane has signed with the Oilers. I thought he'd never play in the NHL again. What the heck? Talent wins out. Ultra talented player always has had a checkered pass, but still can play. Still gets you know, still gets a chance. If you're a crappy player, you don't get that chance. If you're talented, you get the chance. Yep, simple as that. Yep. Um, uh, Scott L saying since Par- Paris has been playing better, Lou is already he's ready to give him a six year, forty eight million dollar extension. Lou has the pen in hand. If they don't trade him. Could I could realistically see them trying to sign him back after I could the year. too. If they don't trade the more I've seen him play, I could definitely see them trying to sign him back up there. Okay. Another mistake. All you're doing is keeping a younger player from having a shot to play in the NHL. Somebody who can be part of the solution going forward. Zach Parise is never going to be part of the solution for this team. Just ne- he's just too old. Everybody who's over 30 is too old to be part of the solution. Mm-mm. Yep. And then Nick D said, like you said, Grumpy, Lou has to sit down and ask Barry if he's willing to change. If not, he's got to leave. Yep. Um, and then Nick C saying, I stopped watching after the Leafs game. It's too painful to watch. We aren't making the playoffs. Too slow, old, can't score. Sell, 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 play the kids, scratch the old timers. Yep. Yes, we sir. can't score. Folks, our best threat last game was Adam Pellick, says Brian B. Think about that. We can't score, let alone how we're going to win. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff S. saying here, um, Bailey's long-term contract was given to him by our formal general, former general manager, Snow. True. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you don't try to get rid of it. Brian B. says, I bet Lou signs clutter buck again uh, if, he st- if he still wants to play 100%. Wow, I'd be shocked by that. 34, 35 years old, fourth liner. So what do you think he's worth? Four-year deal? Two million per Matthew Matthew C saying will Malkin demand a rebuild? I I can't imagine that he's happy with the direction of the team right now. I think I, I think they care about the team's success. They're ultimately businessmen, and when they start to see their bottom line affected, we're like, holy shit, we just we shelled out all this money for a new arena, and uh, we're not winning games, and we're not, one, we're not filling the stands. The one thing that they do is they let the hockey people make the hockey decisions. And I respect that. But at some point in time, you have to say, we're not happy with the direction. 
Well, that's thing. So that's when the business. That's when the business kicks in, right? When they say, yeah. "I let you make the hockey decisions," but right now, right, we don't have people in person. Attendance is down. And it's continuing to drop. This is a brand new arena, and when that happens, we don't make as much money. So, long story short, right? We want to make money. You have to start getting more fans in the stands. I don't care if that's via winning. I don't care if that's via having crazy half. You need to get more fans in here. We need to start raising more. We need to start having a larger revenue. Uh, you know, uh, simple as that. There are two ways to bring people into arena. Number one is to win games. Yes. Number number two is to be a more exciting product. Right now, we're losing games and we're dreadfully boring. No one likes to just watch teams lay back in their own defensive end and win games one nothing. And Sorry. hang on. I mean, when you're up, we have a one goal lead. Hang on, where it seems like you're you're getting you know a full on attack force coming at you, just like oh we're playing oh, oh man oh, they almost scored right there oh come on oh fantastic save stroke. Nobody likes to watch <laughs> just defense. Everybody hung up in a defensive zone. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even matter that it's the fact that if there's no scoring. It's a boring game. Yes. There's a reason why soccer has never taken off in this country because people want to see scoring. I mean, and I love soccer, but, you know, fans, most fans want to see more scoring. Why do you think they make things so difficult? Why do you think they uh, have cut down on the clutching and grabbing or the hooking or slashing all that stuff or slit any of that stuff? They want more production. They want more goals scored. They love games that are six to five. Uh, Michael T says, I've lost. Uh, I still have faith in Lou. I've lost my faith in Barry. I'm same here. That's because I think that Lou, if you give him the option, and maybe I'm totally misguided here, but I think if they say to Lou, we need to get this team younger, Lou, we need a more exciting product. Can you, you know, we need to start rebuild. Uh, are you into that? I think he would say yes. And then he'd go to Barry. And if Barry says, no, get rid of Barry. I mean, you're never going to have that with Barry Trotz as your coach just not going to happen but we need more younger talent on this team i don't want to see them trying to sign malkin at the end of the year or latang we don't need any more old guys on this team we need younger we need to get younger so we can be productive going forward jeremy f says hickey scores thomas hickey yes. what's up jeremy uh nicky said uh how much are the islanders paying bailey per Per point this season, I'll crunch the numbers and I'll let you know, Nick. Right now, he's on a five million dollar contract. Um, Jeremy F saying, "Good evening, fellas. Hope you guys are having a great Saturday. Absolutely are." Anthony R saying here, uh, "I have started praying every night that Lou fires Trots by the end of the year." Save your prayers. I was about to say, uh, I think he may be. Uh, that's. I don't see that one is coming through. Um, no. And then uh, Michael T says, "Like Barzal, you gotta think Sorokin." is going to want to get out soon as well if things don't change for the better. A little bit different for a goalie. Um, I think he loves the system. Yeah, uh, but a little bit different for a goalie as opposed to an offensive player of Barzell's caliber. I mean, you can get away with you know a bunch of ham and eggers like the Islanders do, but when you have a true talent like that, they're not going to stick around for it. Why do you think Nelson, Lee, Bailey, Palmieri, all these, they want to hang around because – there's no pressure on them from younger guys to play. They don't have to produce offensively. They just have to skate up and down the wing and show hustle. That's the extent because they're not talented enough to do anything else. They love the, they love the system. They love pairing for Barry Trotz. There's no threat for anybody to take their job. Wouldn't you love that? It, it would must be nice. Little TikTok trend. Um, so 
and again, if if you just prorate it out, right now he's got 20 points on the season over 31 games. Uh, to answer your question, Nick D, if he were to average that over an 82-game season, it end up with 53 points here for the Islanders. If that's the case, he's getting paid about a hundred, uh, like about ninety-four thousand dollars a point. How many goals does he have? Three goals. If you're asking how many, how much he's getting paid for goals, uh, <laughs> it's drastically Three different. Three goals. Okay. He's fantastic. Just wondering how many goals he has. Frank Hayes saying retool. I agree. I'm going to retool. I mean, um, if you need to change the engine, is that a retool or a rebuild? It's a retool. If it, Hey, if That's everything else is working. Yeah, if everything else is working. I, it's not like I'm saying, hey, uh, the engine, got a bad engine. Well, you know what? Screw it. Just scrap this one. You take it. And I'm going to go on a lot and buy a brand new car. You know, if we've got the engine not working, it's like, okay, you're gonna need to fix the alternator. You're gonna have to get an engine and new battery. I'm like, okay, just fix, put those new items in. See, to me, that's a rebuild. I'm not saying that's a rebuild. Maybe, let me new go, engine, I new engines a rebuild. New engines a rebuild. Mm. Well, okay. Fair enough, Grumpy. You and I have different different thoughts on that one then. Um, Jeremy F. saying, should Barry be let go? Is Lambert the replacement? I liked how he played in front of him. I like how they played in front of him. Uh, the young players played uh, with a little more freedom, and the power play looked way better. It's been awful since. I don't think, uh, for some reason, Trotz will get another job. For for certain. Certain. He's a fantastic coach. He's a, good, and, he's a really good coach, but he's run his course here. And the three or four games that Lambert was caught is too small a sh- sample size. I mean, I think the young players would appreciate it playing for him. He's a breath of fresh air, but I don't know if that's enough to say he's the permanent replacement. I agree with you. I think it- we need, we, what we need to do is get a coach in here. Who's going to shake up the status quo with the older guys. I mean, cause you're not gonna be able to get rid of everybody as much as I'd like to. But they need to really move at least two or three on the top six, and if you and then you know just kind of shake everything up a little bit. This team needs a wake up call. It does I think it definitely does need a wake up call? No doubt in my mind. Um, yep, fat cats need to be a little disrupted. No doubt about that. Anthony R said, uh, just for the hell of it, the rest of the year, uh, Bavillier, Barzal, Nelson on the right wing, Lee, Jean Gabriel, Peugeot, Wallstrom. Uh, Bellows, Sarnak, Parise, and then Ross Johnson, Casey, and Kyle Clutterbuck. I'm curious how that first line would do. Um, Nelson will shoot the puck. Bavillier will hustle. The second line would be a disaster. Pajot's been terrible this year. Lee would do nothing. And Walsham would be who he's, who he, who he's always been. I think the third Bellows, line would perform well. Bellows, Jarnak, and Parise. I don't know. Uh, to me, Bellows is top six player. Play him in the top six. Top six guys. That's his skill set as a top six player, not a bottom six player. Play him where his skill set dictates. Double up. Buck Prep says here, the Grumpster is spot on. This is my first Islanders podcast that I found by accident because the game was not televised a few weeks back. Since then, I'm looking at this team in a new eye. Thanks, Grumpster. No problem. And then Brian B saying here, um, nope. Oh, we can't lose our precious identity line. Can't lose the identity line, Grumpy. Yeah, don't worry, Casey's back for five more years. Five more years. Five more years for a fourth line center in his thirties. Okay, mm. he's another guy. Move, move him. I think. See, I think his contract is borderline unmovable, even with the low cap hit every year. It's five years. Grumpy, I'll let you read this. Did you? Go ahead. Okay. Did Did, did they sign it to five years? I'm sorry, they did not. No. Jeremy says. I feel like a radio that's between channels and you hear that static fuzz. 
not sure what I want out of this season. Not sure if I want if I should be happy or disappointed with each result. How about you guys? That's why I wanted your opinion, Grump, because I think it's I think this is a good question. And right, it is. It's kind of between right now. We're between a little bit of a, we're in a transition, I think. And I wanted to think I wanted to ask your opinion on it because I've got an opinion too. I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. I want the Islanders to win because with the Islanders win, more people listen to the podcast <laughs> and they watch. True. I'm not gonna. I don't lie to the people. I hate when people lie. Oh, why did you want? They asked Janet Jackson, "Why did you decide now, after all this time, to do your order by, you know, to do a documentary on your life?" Because she just said, "Oh, I just thought it was time." Why didn't you just say because you need the money? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just say I need the money. Just be honest. So, I mean, not that we don't make a whole lot of money, hardly anything on this podcast, but we do like people to listen, right? So, if the Islanders are doing better. More people listen and more people watch. That's what I like. More people are entertained and more people are looking for Islanders content. We're able to spread the word. That's all I care about is spreading the word. I feel like, and again, maybe maybe I'm delusional in this thought process, but I think we're one of the few podcasts that actually go out there and, and discern and distinguish the bullshit you read out there into what it actually is and what you see with your eyes. We don't try to make it flowery. I mean, in the past, right, this show has been more of a, um, you know, Grumpy comes up with his points and I play devil's advocate. But this year it's been really tough for me to play devil's advocate because I, I, I just, and, and I'll, I'll occasionally queue one up every once in a while, but the team has been so woeful. It's tough to play devil's advocate. Grumpy was, Grumpy would had the same exact talking points that he has currently. He was having those even three years ago. He's like, we're getting away with smoke and mirrors. We'll squeak our way into the playoffs. And, you know, we got lucky, right? We talk about the year when it was, I mean, the first year we were all just kind of amazed with what Trotz did with the team and how quickly he was able to turn things around. And the second year, and we talked about it, we got lucky that COVID had forced the season to end. We were on a, we had lost our last seven games in a row. We were playing really, really poor hockey. And we got out of a playoff spot, out of a playoff playoff spot. spot. We had to play the playing game to get into the playoffs. And we, I mean, we, we found a way to win. And this last year, I mean, we were, by far, right? We were tailing off at the end of the season. We are lucky that no other team was close to us. Otherwise, we would have been a chance to to miss out in a playoff spot. And, you know, we came across lucky situations where Tristan Jari just played awful. Otherwise, we were out in the first round and that, you know, the Bruins decided to go with Tuka Rass playing on a torn hip labor and instead Carl- of Jeremy Schwayman. And Carlo getting hurt was devastating for them yes. defensively. Absolutely. Um, but put, put um, yeah, there we go. I feel... Well, here's the thing. Going forward, honestly, if, if I was just looking at it from a fan perspective, I'd want them to lose every game because, as everyone knows, I think we need to get – we need to stock the cupboard with draft picks, rebuild, go with the youth. Yes, you got to keep some veterans on this team, but most of the veterans can go. I mean, that's that's what I believe. I mean, get as many young players as possible and give them a legitimate chance to compete. Yes, you're going to go through some growing pains. But in the long run, you're better off. And, and to answer this even from a business perspective too, Grump, I like when people listen. I think that people will still listen to us because we. I think we've called it out from the beginning, even if the team struggles like this. I mean, the team has struggled mightily this season. Like, you know, the more wins, obviously, that brings more new listeners and items like that. But I think long term, right, this – it would be nice to get a more exciting product on the ice that also wins, right? I, I don't I don't think like we have to have one or the other. It's not like we could say, oh yeah, well, our team's exciting, but we lose games. Or we can't say, oh, we, the only way we can win is with a not exciting product on the ice. Like you talk about bringing fans and just casual viewers to the Islanders. If they were able to, you know, to, to restock the cupboards and let's say they do 
continue to tail off the end of this year. If you're not making the playoffs, I've always believed I want to lose every single game if you're not making the playoffs. Simple as that. If you're in a playoff pitcher, sure, I want you to win. If you're not in a playoff pitcher, you're not making the playoffs, there's no reason to win. These are professional athletes. They're not going to just go ahead and say, hey, we're throwing in the towel this season, right? They're fighting for their job. They're fighting for their paycheck. They're fighting for next contracts. That's what they're doing. I'm just saying we should kind of structure it and say, hey, we're giving all the young guys a shot. Once you hit that point of no return, you know what? Guess what, guys? Uh, I didn't like how you performed for us this season. We've gotten to this spot because of your lack of production. Now we're giving other people a try at the hand of it. And you're going to be on the bench. Simple as that. Yeah. Our numbers are higher when the Islanders are doing well. That's that, true. Those are just facts. That's true. So, and, But here's the thing. I think that our podcast is probably the most entertaining of any Islander podcast. I don't think it's even close. I do agree with that as well. Um, Double Op Buck Prep says here, I'm not going to watch any other podcast uh, because it would be a step down. Well, I appreciate that, Double Op Buck Prep. That's, that means a lot. Um, Scott L. saying, I think Pavillier needs to play with Barzal because uh, they have decent chemistry together. Move Lee to the second line. Yes. And I, and if you're going to play Pavillier up there, and they have chemistry, they're best friends. That's, that line with Everly was really good a couple of years ago when Barry broke it up and never put them back together. Or he would for like a period. Um, but put Wallstrom up there with them. Just yeah. do it. Uh, Kanye, the giant says, I want to see Barzal unleash. Even if uh, we're losing, he could put on a show. Yeah. All by himself. The, what was that? Efferdeferin? Efferdent. Do you know what Efferdent is? I assume it's for old people. That's for, yeah. Gums. Yeah. Okay. That's for teeth. Oh, okay. Like, uh, um, to stains and false teeth. Uh, Shark Sports Card says, Grump, if we're dumping players even for very little, what teams are taking these guys? Varley is the only one that would be wanted that I can see. You could you could move. Anders Lee could be movable. Bullshit. Uh, let, let me, you, you can chirp in when I'm done. Okay. Okay. What I'll does chirp he do? in when you're done? For teams that don't have net front presence, what's the one thing he does well? is cement himself in there, and if they want a power play guy to stand in front of the net and be a distraction, that's those those could be uh, a playoff team could use somebody like that. Um, then you got guys like Bailey. If you're looking for a third line or a guy who skates up and down the wing, that's a Bailey. Uh, maybe you take a flyer if you need somebody on the second wing for a Palmieri. Uh, maybe you want a bottom-pairing defenseman. That's where your Chara and your Green come in. I, I can't give you specific teams, but these are all going to be playoff teams. It's not going to be teams out of the playoffs don't want any of so these guys. I'll ask, you, I'll ask you about these. I mean, like, I would subscribe to that school of thought if they were all on their last year of their contract. I would. As deadline guys, you can move. But when you look at Anders Lee, do you think teams don't see the same thing we do? Holy shit, he plays with Matt Barzal, and he only averages like 0.4 points a game. Holy Let's shit. say – Let's say a team that's on the cusp of the playoffs that needs some veteran leadership. A young and has and has cap a plenty. They've got a. They've got. Okay. I mean, they have to have. So okay. it's not like it's a one year thing. If you commit to Andrews Lee or any of these guys, Kyle, Paul, Mary, it's a multiple year commitment. That's why. That's why I say you don't sign those guys in their thirties to those long term deals. Now you're seeing the reason why you don't do it because when it turns sour, and it always does, because players age like vinegar, not wine. That's why you don't do it. That that's that that's that's the whole crux of my argument right there because it's not a contract you can get out from. That said, you can always get out of a contract. You might not get what you want back. You might have to give a little bit more. You might have to kick some money in. Whatever it does, you just need to get those guys off your roster so that you can put somebody else in their place. 
if they're all on this team three, four years from now because we've signed the long-term deals, then we're going to be bad for three, four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Those are just facts. These peop- these players need to be traded. Angeline saying that the Panthers are awesome. Um, really good. Jeremy F. saying, who would you say uh, are the top five team athletes in all sports, Grump? If you're willing to, you know, give Brady the title at number one, well, that might be a good um, question even for tomorrow, Grumpy. That is, that is a tomorrow question. We'll have Jeremy. to get Jeremy. We're gonna, uh, if you make sure you pose that question tomorrow, because we'll cover the game live. We'll take a little bit of a break, and then we'll do the podcast afterwards, like we always do at eight eight o'clock Eastern Standard Times on Sunday. TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. If you make sure you pose that question, I will have done some homework. And I'll make sure I've got a list of mine. And Grumpy, I'll let you. I'll let you do your homework too. Um, Mario says my fears about Lamarillo taking over have come true. I saw Lamarillo chasing that elusive fourth cup while in New Jersey, and uh, in the process, made very short-sighted, short-term decisions at the expense of future competitive balance. He tried to do it the same in Toronto, but uh, he never really had the same level of control that he had in New Jersey. Yeah, but he did go with young guys in Toronto. He didn't go out and just acquire a bunch of old timers. Because they want, they were building their team differently, and I think he's capable of building a team differently. But the, it all depends on who your head coach is. Barry Trotz wants veterans; he wants guys that are consistent, solid performers. It doesn't matter; the upside doesn't matter. It's the lack of downside that matters the most to him. They play a solid game in front of the net. You have good goaltending. You get a lucky goaler here, you win a game. That's why he doesn't win in the playoffs. He's a good regular season coach, but. Not in the playoffs. The ghost of Charles Wong, we do that now. This must be Tony Cheese's alternate account. The ghost of Charles Wong is now what I've come to the conclusion of. And he must be Grumpy's alter ego. He must be the one who bounces between us. James F. Saying, Dana, I forgot you guys are on. No worries, James. What's up? Uh, Michael T. saying, F. Did you, see, did you see what Did you see what the ghost of Charles Wong said, though? Did you Have you done that or probably yes, not? Yes, 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 yes. Um, a lot of new, yeah, I do that. I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Double Up Buck Prep says, last year we came out buzzing. At least two periods a game, but uh, this year we're playing like fruit flies. Also, last year we beat playoff teams and lost uh, and lost to the crap. Mm, last year, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't I haven't pulled up. I'll pull. I, I did. I did it. Phil's facts and I were were, uh, were having some civil discourse on social media. I'll let you know what the, the Phil, uh, Phil, Phil, yeah. What's um, up, Phil? I, we beat the hell out of the Devils and Sabres last year. I know that much. And the Rangers, too. We beat up on the – I thought we beat up on the lesser teams last year. Last year, and our record against playoff caliber teams was 9-11-4. Yeah, so not so we – be, we don't beat good teams because they're more talented than we are. And particularly when you play them all the time. We got lucky in the playoffs, I, I think. Thomas B. said, next year there's a generational talent who will likely be going first. Talking about Shane. Shane Wright. I've heard a lot of positive things about him, but the, look at the point production of Shane Wright and compared to guys he's been compared to. I'm just like, okay, the point production, in my opinion, isn't there. I, I haven't watched any Shane Wright games, so I couldn't tell you. Well, not now. We don't. Gearing up to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, return. no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, he's supposedly the real deal, but we're not going to be that bad to get him. No, unless you win the lottery. Um, uh, Double Out Book Prep also says, look at what Buffalo did to us at the end. Uh, we almost didn't make the playoffs. Uh, we had, you know, a flat defense, a flat defense. Uh, but this, it's time to crash the net and to bombard uh, with a shot after shot. Barry has to go. Okay, another bye-bye Barry comment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wrong there. 
two more days until James moves out there to Pittsburgh. Oh man, getting close, James. Getting close. Hey, um, you gotta you can't be too unhappy leaving the island after the snowstorm, though. <laughs> Michael T saying, I couldn't watch the Kings game. I guess I was better off. Yeah. I thought we played better in the third period. I thought we were good in the third. Um, I thought we were okay in the second. The first period we were abysmal. Frank K saying season ticket holder subscribers will be down significantly next year. I'm going back to the secondary markets to buy. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it's funny. You know, we talked about the Arizona Coyotes new arena. I'll tell you what, if that, if the Islanders play an arena like that, I'd get season tickets. Oh man. 5,000 people that can host it. We talked about that now in TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's, it's like, uh, you never would see anything like that ever again in sports. Such a yeah. small venue like that. It's like, holy crap, I could Great. see all the fans. It's not like, oh, it's just a massive, massive individual. 5,000 fans, that's it? That'd be it almost seems like it's It almost seems like it's open air all, all the time. Yes, it? yes. That, too, I makes mean, it, 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 it It looks fantastic. I, if I if I was out there in Arizona, even though if I'm not a Coyotes fan, I still would buy tickets every game. I, I don't know how you keep it cold, though. <sighs> I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna have to build something around it. Um, Jeremy F saying, which teams rebuild? Detroit, Arizona, Buffalo, Ottawa, L.A., Anaheim. Would you say is on the best path? I'll be right back, Grumpy. But I have uh, you know where I'm going to be siding with this. But I'll be yeah, right I back. Um, I, I would say I'll go in order. Um, I will say, gosh, I want to say Detroit. Detroit or L.A. is one and two. Then Anaheim. Then I'm going to go. Ugh. The other three are so bad. Ottawa, Buffalo, and Arizona last. I mean, those those last three teams are just terrible. Um, Ottawa has a couple of talented kids on there. Kachuk is really good. Um, Buffalo is just a shit show. Arizona is even worse. Um, owned by the NHL, so you know they're not going to put any but anything into that team. I don't know why they just don't sell it and move it somewhere else. You know, like I don't know. Tell me, Canada wouldn't like another team. Um, but Detroit, Stevie Wise done a really good job in Detroit, and Rob Blake has done an excellent, excellent job uh, with the Kings. Anaheim is way ahead of schedule. Um, I mean, they were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league, but they've done a good job. Um, but still, I'm looking at uh, L.A. and Detroit because they're so young and they're probably ahead of schedule. Anaheim as well, is as well, but they still have more older players than the other two teams. Um, and once again, like I said, Arizona, Buffalo, and Ottawa, yuck. And yuck is a nice way to put it, honestly. Good job stalling until I got back, Grumpy. Um, you know me. If I'm picking one team that I think, and again, their record's Detroit. Like your, it's Detroit. Yeah, it's Detroit. I think Detroit, You, I'm telling you, watch out for that Detroit team for years to come. They still have a lot of young guys that are defensive prospects and even forward or forward prospects that are fantastic. I mean, you look at Willie Andrew, you look at Theo, uh, Theodore Niederbach, there's a lot of young players that you are excited about in that Detroit prospects. At least I am. I mean, like Detroit and, uh, Detroit and the Kings have been, the Kings have had a lot of early picks too, right? When you talk about Blyfield, Turcotte, et cetera. They've done a good job of finding and identifying the players now with Anaheim, I wonder if next year they take a little bit of a step back. I had them third. Yeah, As I was about to say. I think Detroit, though, long term, the the uh, the success long term. And I mean, Zgrass got to be it's got to be Detroit, right? Zgrass has been phenomenal for them. So is Lucas Raymond. So is more Cedar. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying for Anaheim. You were talking about Anaheim, so I said Zgrass has been good for them. I mean, L.A. is really good too. Watch out for those teams going forward. 
LA's done a nice job, right? They won what two Stanley Cups in the you know, whatever in the two thousand tens, and now they're back again. And you know yeah, they're back again. We still haven't won since nineteen eighty three. Yeah, you look at this, right? Even in 2018, the 20th overall pick. 2019, that's where they kind of dropped off the map. Fifth overall pick, Alex Turcotte. 2020, second overall pick, Quinn Blyfield. And then 2021, eighth overall pick, and Brant Clark. They had three down years. And yeah. now they're right back into the that's, future again. That, that's, that's when you could draft and you integrate younger players. But see, that's what I wanted the Islanders to do when Lamarillo came in. That's what I preached from day one. Okay, we're bad. Fans will go with Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz on a full rebuild. It's only going to take a couple of years because I trust them to do it. And that's all it takes. The Rangers, two years after they send out the letter to the fans and they're competitive. Why? Because they went with youth. Young coach, modern NHL, youth. That's what's going to succeed. The Barry Trotz method doesn't work anymore. You can't have defensemen who can't move the puck. I mean, it's so noticeable that we can't move the puck. Sallow can do it some. Dobson, that's it. That's it. Pulak's not a puck mover. Pellick's not a puck mover. Mayfield's not a puck mover. Not a natural, true puck mover, if you know what I mean. Yes, they can clear the zone. But guys who can create offensively just by rushing it. We don't have a Devon Taves or a Cal McCarr on this team. We used to have a Devon Taves, but he was deemed not good enough by Barry Trotz. And, and uh, Yeah. And you also look at you look at you look at Anaheim too. They've also got Mason McTavish that they picked up early. Those, I mean, like Arizona has a lot of picks up coming in this year's draft. Maybe they're able to kind of start getting the footwork put together this next year. They're further away, but Arizona seems like they've been in this perpetual rebuild in this in this state of flux for a long, long time. I mean, maybe they could turn it around long term, but they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, Brandon Gaines here saying Mayfield, Varlamov, Green, Parise, Clutterbuck, um, and maybe Bailey should all be up for sale at the deadline. Afterwards, we need a new coach. Simply need a better coach than Wait and Cappy. Yeah, true, but that still doesn't solve your problem going forward. You need to get rid of guys in your top six. That's Bailey's a- in her top six. And you move Paul Mary onto the third. Okay, okay. Walsh him up to the first. Okay, you keep saying that, but you need more. You need at least two, maybe three guys gone out of your top six. They're not producing. They have too long of contracts, and they're just not. They're just not paying dividends anymore. We have one guy who's truly a top six player on our team. One. Everybody else is replaceable on top six. To get top true top six players in here, you need to get rid of guys who are top six on our team. James F. saying, are you guys going to watch the Olympics for certain? Again, we might watch some of those games on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. I, well, we're probably not going to do. We're probably not going to do those games because they're done. They're done at weird times. I'm just saying on a weekend or something. I don't know. Okay, we'll look into it. Maybe we'll cover those games. I feel like if it's a gold, you know, if the gold medal game or something like that, and it happens to be on a Saturday, so I'm not sure when it's played out. I don't think any Islander prospects are playing in there. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I love. I love the Winter Olympics. Brandon Gaines here saying no general manager can get outside unrestricted free agents to come here. Like the Winnipeg Jets, they're at a geographical disadvantage. They have to grow via draft, trade, or utilization of uh, entry-level contracts. Uh, Trots won't let it happen. Totally disagree with the first comment, with the first sentiment. Any GM can get 
players here if you have the right coach. They're going to go where the money is, number one. But number two, you have to have a system where they can be successful. Barry Trotz is not the coach if you want to bring in top-level UFAs. And they really don't offensive money. Offensive, UFAs. yes, offensive UFAs. But I don't. Here's the thing: they very rarely pay off for what they're paid. But you need to trade for them. But the whole thing is, we need a different system that fits the modern NHL better. We just do. The, the days of playing games like they were in the '90s and early 2000s with the clutching and grabbing and the huge defensemen and you know nobody being able to skate. Those, those days are over. The yeah. rules committee made sure of that. James F. saying, so tired of packing. Oh, man, that's always one of the crummiest things about moving. Brandon Gensel said, as previously discussed, any sports owner would fire fire staff before trading their superstar regarding Barzal. Uh, Anthony yes. R. is saying, you're right, Grumpy. Uh, we will soon know uh, if we have competent owners. Um, uh, they have to put Lou for drastic – they have to put Lou for drastic changes. Yes. Yeah. Shirt idea, Kanye the Giant says, a roll of toilet paper. Each sheet is a Josh Bailey jersey. True. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Uh, Matthew S. saying here, I can't be losing games and being boring uh, to watch late in the, this late in the season. That's a depressing thought, and it leads to fan apathy. You think the stadium's empty now? Wait. Egg's <laughs> about to say, wait. You just wait. Uh, Mark A. said, win the next three. Not winning tomorrow. Yep. Um, Nick D says at 81, do you think that Lou will uh, go will go through another rebuild? I think Grumpy and the rest of us who agree with Grumpy will suffer through this nightmare for another season. Yikes. hundred percent agree. I, I don't think he'll do a rebuild just because of his age. But then you know what? Then you need to have a conversation with him. Say, you know, the owners have to say, Okay, Lou, we love you. You have rescued this franchise from where we were. Without you, we wouldn't have been able to build the arena, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. That said, you realize what we're putting on the ice isn't working. We're not fun to watch. That's what I hear from the people when I walk around the stands every day. They say we're boring. We're not fun to watch. We're slow. We're old. What can we do about that? And I Are noticed that's starting, to, that's starting to hit my bottom line. That's starting to affect the money we They're bring not- in. I'm saying that's where they come from, right? It's all money. It's all dollars. Yeah, but he's not going to say that to Lou. But he needs to be honest with Lou. Are you in for a rebuild too? Because we need to go young here. We want young, exciting hockey player. Look at Detroit. Look at Florida. Look at Carolina. Look at Anaheim. I mean, look look at the Kings. We need to look at Minnesota. We need to be more like that. Nick D says, Barry has to go. I don't care. He's a youth killer. Thomas B saying, gents, I really feel that Lou has more uh, fault than Bear than Trotz. I don't I, know. I disagree I, a bit. Yeah, I think that Lou gets the players that Barry wants. And you look at it, too. Barry has young players that can compete. He does play young defensemen. He plays like Sallow, a good amount of minutes probably more than i think he's ready for at this time period he does play noah dobson even though he slowly babied him into the lineup years ago but i mean bellow should be in every night he should have played the left wing he should have never played the right wing so you know you look at that you just kind of think to yourself yeah man uh robert w is saying uh, i think his name is jerry rivers yep tj that's his real name it's not his real name yep grumpy geraldo rivera so it's not i thought it was a different name i can't remember what his name was but i thought he had a different name um gerald Michael Rivera. 
I thought he had a different name. I swore he had a different Ger- name. I just looked it up. Gerald Michael Rivera. So we added a no. Okay. Um, uh, Shark Sports Card says, uh, Grumpy, finish the story about Al and his uh, live broadcast shit show for this treasure. It was, yeah, they, they found, you know, Capone's safe and they were going to jackhammer into it, blow it open, whatever they were. They were hoping to find millions of dollars. Who know what was in there? And it was like a prime time special. And they Is opened it, it up. Yeah, it was live. Of course, you got to do that live shit. Who's going to watch something like that that's pre-recorded? So particularly back in the day. So, I mean, that was the selling point. It was live. You got to see live what happened. And they wound up, they, of course, it was an hour TV show. And they opened it up and there was nothing in it. Nothing. Oh what a God. dud. James, I said, yeah, I saw that episode, TJ, with the KKK and the ministry. Yeah, I couldn't remember who it was, but they started throwing chairs, and a guy, whoa, me death dripped him, and he started throwing chairs, and the audience starts, like, pouring down, too. It was like, holy crap, mass chaos. I just watched a little clip of it. Um, uh, Morton County Jr., a chain smoker Downey. on TV. Morton Downey Jr. Oh, Downey. Downey Jr., gotcha. Yeah, um, he, yeah, and he, man, he'd be, he's dead now. I think he died of lung cancer. But yeah, he was super huge and popular for a while. Really, really popular. He was really irreverent. Hmm. I mean, crazy. You should look it up on YouTube, some Morton Downey Jr. stuff. It's hilarious. Uh, Scott L. saying here, it would be great if the media would ask Barry and the players uh, what was on their minds instead of being so afraid to ask and so afraid and asking these softball questions. Um, yeah, but they're not going to. The ghost, of, of the ghost of Charles Williams. Like, I'm, I'm thinking that TJ may be a little autistic. I, I wish I was. You look at all like Jeff Bezos. How do you mean you wish you were autistic? A little, a little bit. No, no. You look at Jeff Bezos. No. You look at all these geniuses, no. right? They've got a little no. bit of autism. No, no, they're not autistic. Look, look. Have you? Okay, you have. Okay, listen. You, listen to listen to you don't want to. Okay, listen to, me. listen to me, TJ. You don't want to be wishing that you had a freaking learning disorder. Okay, it's, hold on. Autism's not a learning disorder. Are you autistic? Yeah, it's a, severe autism is, but like, and like people, like you look at, look at, look at uh, Jeffrey Bezos, look at, um, look at Elon Musk. They all have, they've, t- he's talked about it before. Uh-huh. Elon Musk has on Joe okay. Rogan's podcast. Okay. No, I'm just saying no. all brilliant people have a little bit of that. No, experience. you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, come on. You know how many people are more people just struggle with that as opposed to the couple, the one or two that are like that? Just dumb. He said that's little. Good, that's, not that's significant, the, not severe. Michael T says here, and now we learn TJ doesn't dream um, that it is uh, that it. Uh, I think TJ might be one of those lizard people. I, I don't dream so. Uh, short now we, okay, this this is how you're supposed to read it. Put it back. And now we know TJ doesn't dream. That's it. I think TJ might be one of those lizard people. Well, they thought if there's a comma, I'd know it put the pause in it. Um, but I don't do a good job reading it. Wait, don't shake your head like that, Grumpy. I can't read every comment perfect. I apologize. Shark Sports Card says uh, they changed his name slightly to appeal to Latino viewers. Okay. I don't, I'm not did. sure what it was, but I do remember that. Gerald Michael Rivera. Geraldo. Okay. Nick M said, bring up panic. Uh, he provided a nice jolt, speed, and spark. Why not? I mean, why not? You traded for him, right? Mario here saying, Grumpy old man, the rift between Bab Hop and Lou, Lam- or Lou Lamarillo begun when Lamarillo was telling Babcock uh, who to have out there on the, in the lineup. Yeah, I, that was never – I mean, they brought him in, but he never had full control over that, maybe for a year. That was it. Ariel C said, I'm okay with a tank at this point for a good draft pick. The retool over, so this, over the offseason and count this season as a wash. 
yeah it's rebuild james f saying here um this is how the this is this is how the capitals fired barry by the way uh and he coaches the islanders um and then uh nick m saying barzal is going to seattle i don't know why people keep saying because he's, he's originally out from the west coast yeah no he's not going to seattle okay shit think he's got problems here go to seattle <laughs> they're the only team with the worst farm system than us I guess it helps they've only been in the league one year. I was about to say, they're going to be, you talk about a team that's already going through the rebuilding process. Um, James F saying, I don't get why Sorokin played or uh, didn't play, why he did, why I don't get why Sorokin didn't play against the Kings. Probably would have won. Thanks, Barry. True. Mm. Um, uh, Brandon, Brandon Gaines saying, I, I'd see if Barlamov's willing to waive um his his uh, special like modified trade clause and see how desperate edmonton external need for goaltending really is um i think that uh, ken holland is on the hot seat there i think this is ken holland's first year there though so i don't think he's on the hot seat yet but edmonton has problems more than the goalie the goalie's not great but their defense is a shambles and dave tippett's not a good coach barry trotz would be a really would be a he'd probably lose whatever hair that he had on his body but it, that type of coach would be really good for Edmonton. They have so much talent; they just need structure. Right he, now, they don't. He moved it. in in twenty May seventh of twenty nineteen. Ken Holland moved in. He was he was named the uh, general manager and president of hockey operation for the Edmonton Oilers twenty nineteen. Okay. Off season. Uh, Nick D said, "I'm sure Malcolm and Decky already have meetings there with Lou and Barry about the way the team is producing." You like to. Think. I'm sure they have too. But again, they let the hockey. They let the hockey minds do the hockey items. That's just good, right? Good businessmen do that. Um, uh, Kanye the Giant said, "I was playing NHL 2022. Patrick Kane is rated higher than Anders Lee." Are you surprised at that, TJ? Uh, grumpy. Uh, Scott L saying, uh, "Just wondering, did New York get that much snow this morning um, that uh, they had to postpone the game today?" Uh, I'm down in uh, Virginia, and we got uh, very little snow. Well, I know they will at they least want a to foot be, or so. Yes, they don't want people to risk driving to the game. Yep. But from the size of the crowds, it doesn't look like many people are going anyway. So I don't know how much of a difference it makes. We were supposed to get, and I live in North Carolina. Uh, we were supposed to get like one to three inches, and it just looked like my backyard had some dandruff. That was about it. Oh wow, Nick D said, "Bear just irritates me. Whenever I see him on TV and his lineup choices." To me, it's the smirky attitude he had. He has when people ask him about Kiefer Bellows. That shit sent me over the edge. I, I that shit sent me over the edge. And the thing is, like as a kid, you don't say anything like that. As an adult, you'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about me like that for, huh?" Yeah. What's that supposed to do, huh? Uh, yeah. So Michael T said, "Hey, Grump, uh, brownies with nuts or without nuts?" Without. I just like brownies all together. I'll eat them with nuts, without nuts. Prefer them without nuts. I prefer, I'm not a corner piece type of guy. I'm more of a, I want it soft. I'm a middle piece type of guy. Soft and gooey like that. Oh, yeah. Brownies. I go for some brownies, man. Um, Frank K said, goalies get fed up real quick when the team is scoring deficient. Yeah. Yeah, but at least he's not being hung out to dry. Nick D said, uh, good job, TJ. Thanks. $93,000 per point. That's a great investment at $15 <laughs> to $30 per ticket. Um, Nick D said, uh, do you think other coaches will leave with Barry um, if the Islanders terminate Barry? Absolutely. Yep. You'll see a whole different change. And again, the unfortunate thing is you lose probably Pierre Greco and Mitchell Korn unless you keep Lane Lambert as head coach. These guys have all been with Barry for years and years. 
And here's the thing. You talk about consistency, just like the vets get consistent jobs. Uh, all these coaches, you know, these these specialty coaches all have consistent positions with Barry Trot. So they just okay, fall around. But I have this to say. Are you happy with the offense? No. Are you happy with the power play? Mm, no. No. Are you happy with the defense, really? Do we look like we're buttoned up defensively? Not this year. Mm -mm. Are we happy with uh, the penalty kill? I mean, just goaltending, right? And just one goaltender. So, you know. B40, B40 says, uh, this team is old and slow uh, to play a season of grinding hockey that Barry wants them to play. Trey Martin, Ka Casey, well, Casey's unmovable now, and Cal to a contender. Um, while you could still get something for him, Casey on that six year, he's got five years left on that contract. There's no, he's not able to be moved. Martin is cashed, and Cal Clutterbuck. I mean, you, I think he's, he's a guy you can easily move at the deadline. Yeah, I think Clutterbuck is definitely a guy you can move. But I'm going to tell you again, moving guys off the fourth line, what does that do to your – it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Thanks, Steve S. Um, and then uh, Michael T says, hey, Grump, uh, we know Farrah Fawcett was number one, uh, but the original Charlie's Angels, who would you uh, – uh, how would Jacqueline you rate – Smith, Jacqueline Smith is number two and Kate Jackson is number three. Uh, don't even know who they are, but fair enough. Uh, well, Thomas – Well, that was just the first year. Cheryl Ladd was hot. She was the replacement for uh, – I like Cheryl Ladd, too. The fact that you she, know all these ladies' names. She was a replacement uh, for Farrah Fawcett. Then they brought Shelly Hack in. Hey, Charlie's Angels was the go-to show. None of the girls wore bras. They bounced around the whole time. And this was the 1970s. Like, oh, you're like this. Woo! <laughs> Eyeballs wide open. You know. Thomas B. St. Sargents, I really don't think Lou can rebuild this team. The game has passed by. Lou should be the first to go. Well, here's the thing. He's not going to do a rebuild, and if that's the case, and he's not going to restructure, he's got to go. Simple as that. Um, yeah. And then uh, Brandon Gaines also saying, um, if we want to talk about coaches, why not promote John Gruden from within? Uh, a coach liked by everyone back in the in the juniors um, and has learned behind an NHL bench for four years. He could be our Barubi. He could be our Craig Barubi. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly haven't even been thinking about uh, younger oh, replacements. I was about to say, yeah, I mean. I don't think Barry's going anywhere this year. No, neither do I. And that's why, I, like, when I think about, like, replacements, I'm just like, oh, man, we're going to be stuck in this shit, the same thing next year, unless we make major moves in the offseason, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, B40, B40 says, just found you guys yesterday. You have a new loyal listener. Well, thanks, B40. We'll, we appreciate it. Um, and then Nick D said, after discovering your podcast, I listened to Andrew Gross and Gil Martin, and I'm saying these two guys are smoking some good weed. They're too positive and have no sense of reality. We appreciate yeah. that. Thanks, there, Nick. Most of them, that's the way most of these podcasts are. They want to feed people just eat my shit. And here's it. You want like they, they do it? Because people want to hear good things about their team. Yep. They and want to hear everything's great in Islander country. That's what they want to hear. And for casual and for a casual fan, it's like, okay, great. I, I do want to hear. I want to hear good things. Just like you said, right? Good speaking good about a team and an organization will get you more as long as it's not completely, completely off of reality, it's gonna get you more views, it's gonna get you more clicks, and that gets them paid more. So it's they're just doing their job. We we don't this isn't our job, so we're just we're just saying what we think. I I we're never gonna lie to you when it comes to the product. We're lied about other things. But not the product on the ice. That's for certain. Uh, James F. saying, "Did you guys watch Henrik Lundqvist's ceremony? No, did not." Uh, did Frank K. says, "Paul Mary fits into Boston. Take him if you can get rid of him for a second round pick. I'd do it." 
Um, B40, B40 says, I did even as an Islander fan. I respected Lundqvist in the 1-0 shutout of the Islanders uh, late in the 2013 season. Was the greatest goaltending performance I'd ever seen in person. He was unreal. He's a Hall of Famer for certain. Yep. Uh, James F. saying, guys, uh, something uh, on your show, uh, you say you'll be right back with a later show. I can't find you. What gives? What does that mean? I'm not sure. Sometimes on your show, you say you'll be right back later on a show. Oh, that's if we do a game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If we do a game, we do it just to, to structure different so like the recording cuts right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If we do a live game um on a Saturday or a Wednesday, if the Islanders have a game, we say we'll be right back on, you know, after a 15 minute break or something like that. And what TJ I believe does is send out a new link for that game. This way we get up, we go to the bathroom, get a little bite to eat, whatever. And you know so we don't have everybody hanging on with dead air. So we, we log off, and then 15 minutes later, we come back on. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, lose age could be factoring into him not wanting to rebuild. Agree. I agree, and that's that's an issue. Um, Scott L. saying, uh, does Mayfield get moved at the deadline or in the offseason, or does Lou give him an extension? Here's the thing. If he's willing to take an extension for less than $4 million a year, I keep him. That's fantastic. But if he's, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, depending, you, here's the thing. Lou should already be in talks like, hey, what's going to take to get you, to get you to stay here longer? And if the asking price is like, hey, I want $5 million, say, love you, Scott, but that's not in our cards. We can't give you $5 million. Or if he's like, oh, I want 5.5 million, you say, well, we're giving Pellick comparable that. We can't pay you what we're paying Pellick. Yeah. I mean, but he's going to get more than that. On the open market, a guy who plays defense and played for the Islanders, those guys are come playoff time, high demand. And he's played really well in the playoffs. Tony Chi saying, Oh, we should put the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the TJ and the Grump Build Mantle. Okay, I'll have to do that. And he said, Yes, you caught me, TJ, in my web of lies. It became too much for me to keep spinning more and more. <laughs> uh, Anthony R or Anthony R says here, Shane White is not a franchise player. The following year, Bedard is, and I want him. Okay, maybe they're talking about the 2022 draft class. Okay, gotcha. I mean, that's so far out of the way. Uh, Grumpy, does Bailey remind you of a modern day Brad Lauer? Brad Lauer. Um, you know, no. Bailey, gosh, man, Brad Lauer is bad too. But Bailey, I, I, the the problem, the thing that bothers me with Bailey is that he'll have a good he has so many loyal fans for I have no idea why and he'll just score like a couple of goals and it's like oh my god Bailey oh look at her. what do you think about Bailey now it's mostly Bailey's fans that drive me he's just soft he's so soft Charmin bathroom tissue soft oh, I, I wipe don't... your butt and Josh Bailey comes off on the paper oh god almighty a little off topic. Uh, do you think the Islanders will ever play a couple preseason games at the Coliseum? Apparently, no. Nope. Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. No, absolutely not. And then got another comment here from Nick D saying, uh, that would be great to watch a game with 5,000 people. I'd want to be a fly. Uh, I would fly from Vancouver to watch the Islanders play the Coyotes. And the stadium, even like the what they call luxury, but this is on Arizona State University campus. Um I mean, the luxury boxes are like, I don't know how much they'd have to charge for those seats, but it's Arizona. So how much could you possibly charge? Yeah. But I'm like, man, I'd love to get the luxury boxes there. It's like you're almost right on top of the ice. It almost seems like there's only like 15 or 20 rows in the lower bowl, if that. 
Mm-hmm. And then I uh, got a comment here from Let's Go On. There says, do we have a chance at Clayton Keller? No. He's the one guy that I think they want to build around is Keller. I was about to say. Uh, that's, that's I think if all the guys are moving, he's not one of the ones they want to move. And again, like you know, he's he's performed well. He's always been a more than competent skater on the ice. He's a piece they can build around. I mean, he, you talk about him; he's only twenty three years old still. Um, Scott L saying, uh, "How would Bettman allow the Coyotes to be playing uh, a five thousand max arena, but uh, wouldn't let the Islanders play at the Coliseum?" Because the NHL owns the, the Coyotes, and he can do whatever he wants. He should have just looked for financial straits too. I mean, they already kind of burned the bridge with where they're at currently. Yeah, because the NHL wasn't paying their bills. Here's the thing. Why not just move the franchise? You're trying to tell me no one wants an NHL franchise? I don't believe that. There, I know Quebec, Hamilton. I mean, I know they're in Canada, but still, those teams are hockey starved. They'd love to have them. Connor Bedard, yeah, that's him. Yeah. And then, uh, yep, Thomas Bach. And then uh, got B40, B40 says, uh, I've been going to the Islanders games uh, in the mid-90s. Uh, got to go to uh, games with only 2,000 people laughing out loud. Yeah, you don't win. That's what it looks like. Mm. Winning is winning is most important for getting fans in the stands. Um, number two is being fun to watch. Yep. And then uh, Barzal is most a frustrating player I've ever watched. He skates around five minutes. Um, only to make a backhanded pass point. It's because he's playing on a line without – he's playing on the helicopter line. Mm-hmm. No wings. You got Anders Lee just standing in front of the net, Josh Bailey hanging onto the sideboards because he can't skate. Well, he can't skate, but he's afraid to go anywhere but along the boards. Yep, and it makes it up in the middle. Nick D says uh, the coach is always the first to go. Uh, I remember that. Uh, I watched that uh, for two hours, waiting and waiting for nothing. We were all suckers. Watch that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's talking um, about. And then Warzone Senior Sister says, uh, late to the show, but the best podcast. We appreciate it, Warzone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Drew S. said, I laughed when AJ said that Pulak comes back. Uh, they'll be able to give Chara maintenance days. Has Trotz ever sat him once this year? Is he going to start? No. Yeah, that's 100%. They're never. We would, that's right. That's when he was brought in, right? It was all under the perception that, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to give some maintenance days for, for Green, for Chara. This is going to be great. We'll run a rotation. Do you remember that bullshit? We'll run a rotation. We're halfway through the season. There's been no damn rotation. Even if Pulak's healthy, there's still going to be no rotation. It's like AJ, but here's the thing. AJ knows where her bread is buttered. She's not going to say anything that's going to make the Islanders look bad. So she just says all these things to keep the people, keep them calm. Yep. I mean, ugh. I, all right. What inclination? AJ supposedly watches the games. What, what qualifies you to even make a statement like that? He's been like the number, he played the most minutes on defense. You think all of a sudden he's going to sit down? please Barzal might just go to Vancouver he's not buying uh, that just said uh, he's from there talking about Seattle um, that Seattle area uh, Mario says uh, Brady can't hold a candle to Tretiak Tretiak won a 14 IIHF European Cups um, he had a stretch of six straight championships followed by a string of seven championships okay European Cups in hockey Okay, not even the best hockey in the world. Sorry. Mm. No, it's like minor leagues. Drew saying, no way, Grandpa, I'm from North Carolina. Uh, Alexander saying, hey, guys, good evening. Got home late from work after watching the game versus the Kings. Um, I have to say we looked lifeless out there. Um, not in the third period. I thought particularly towards the end of the game, I thought we, we showed some jump. 
Why not in the first period? Aaron G said, move them to Quebec City. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, Alexander also saying here, uh, it's amazing. I'm yelling fire trots and I'm getting <laughs> and I'm getting ripped for it. Alexander, the reason is because Islander fans have seen the success they've had the last three years under Barry Trotz, and they're like, oh my gosh, we don't want to go back to the way it was. Are okay. you not, are you not happy? Are you upset with the performance we had? We hear that a lot. Like they're taking it as a personal front. No, I'm, I'm happy for what he did. Do you think he's going to? I want to win Stanley Cups. That? I want to win Stanley Cups. I don't care about being competitive. I want to win Stanley Cups. Barry Trotz isn't the guy to lead you to a Stanley Cup. Period. Nick D says Jacqueline Smith. Grumpy was number one for him, especially with the mid seventies Mustang. Jacqueline um, Smith was she was she was pretty, but Farah had the hair. Woo. Alexander was saying, and it's amazing that people still think that they can make the playoffs. Only blind ass fans think that this team can make the playoffs. Yep. Um, yeah. Again, it, they're almost they're almost at the threshold. I don't know if they, if they don't beat the Wild, they don't hit the sixteen out of the twenty two needed. Um, Drew L says, I don't know personally. I like hearing both sides, the good and the bad. It just makes it more entertaining. I was about to say we used to play the devil's advocate. It's it's almost impossible to play devil's advocate, even to to. It's to hard. Agree. It, it it's is. hard. It, it, the way the team struggled, I mean, like I'm not gonna just blindly lie, um, but uh, but when TJ gets too animated negatively, I don't know if you noticed last week he was on a roll, negative roll. I had to play Mister Positive, <laughs> which is, was tough for me, but <laughs> I did it just because. Yeah, Thank you for the no. sake of the show. We can't have two guys uh, yeah. just shitting all over the team. Yeah, uh, no. Drew L saying here, I just want to say uh, love and laughter for those of you watch, and those of you don't. From TJ and the grumpy old man. He always That's said. how he ended. Always. Drill uh, said. I mean, there's always a chance that Berard could be a bust. Uh, you just don't know. And That's then true. Warzone Seeds says, says here. I've been listening to talk radio for 30 years. TJ, you have a great radio voice projection. Grumpy old man has great skills too. You guys are fantastic. Appreciate that Warzone. Yeah, um, TJ does. TJ does have a really good radio voice, and he's got a face for radio too. That I certainly do. Let me go ahead and back. There we go. Much better. Uh, no, Scott L said, uh, I remember on the scoreboard, uh, they would put a graphic of a plug uh, going into a socket saying, uh, Power, power. Power, power. Um, yeah, we were bad back then. B40 says, Bailey only fans are in section 319 clowns that have that know zero about hockey and they just want the attention to sing his song. Oh, gosh. True. I agree with that. Quebec would be an option there for Arizona. Why not? Nick D said, The, the new Canucks general manager. Alvin rumors um, has uh, have that that Connor Garland and uh, JT Miller might be available. I don't know. The team's performing in Vancouver. They're getting better. I mean, they're so far out of the picture. But I mean, JT Martin's on the block. Miller. JT Miller's on the block. Hmm. JT Miller's on the block. They they think they get at least one first round pick for him. That's it. I mean, he, he's going to get something big at the deadline. I'm just saying, at least a first round pick for him is what I said. I'm about to say, I mean, like, I don't, I guess Vancouver. That's what you do. Okay. Okay. They're playing better, but guess what? Is that team good enough to win a Stanley Cup this year? No. JT Miller is an older player. You can get a first round pick, maybe a second. You move him as good as he's playing. That's why I'm not opposed to moving Brock Nelson. Think about Same it. They thing. have games in hand over the Kings and are only eight points out of the playoff pitchers, and they're thinking about moving JT Miller. Are they good enough to win a Stanley Cup? I think their talent, the talent's there. They still have to build the on it. This year, are they good enough to win a Stanley Cup this year? No. Okay. JT Miller's what, 30? Mm. How many years he got left on his contract, right? So you move him and you bring in more assets. That's what a smart GM does, okay? You can get yourself a first and a second round pick for JT Miller who's having a really good year this year. You do it. 
I said the same thing about Brock Nelson. If you can get a first and a second for Brock Nelson, you move him. Why? Because he's not going to be part of the solution moving forward. Just like JT Miller is not going to be part of the solution to win a Stanley Cup in Vancouver. That's why you move the veterans. That's why you do it. James F. says, Grump, should they try to go back to the old playoff format? One year where one faces 24. One faces 16, I think he means. I think I like the East. Man, that used to be good back then. Oh, man. One facing 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one versus 16. Oh, man, that was good. You never know who you're going to play. I kind of like the East and West thing, though. But I wouldn't mind going like a one in versus eight in the East and, you know, two versus seven in the East, all that stuff. I wouldn't mind that. It's definitely more wild when you're more unpredictable when you have uh, each conference playing each other in the playoffs. I usually like to say that to the end. Mm-hmm. And then Jurel saying, to much of Grump's dismay, Bailey has been putting up points on secondary assists in the last. That's what he does. Secondary assists. That's what he does. Murray says the IIHF uh, European Cup is the closest equivalent to the Champions League. Yeah, but okay. But the best hockey players were not playing in the European Cup. They just weren't. The best hockey players are Canadians for the most part. I'm not saying that the Russians weren't great hockey players. They absolutely were. And those Russian teams were dominant in that uh, in Europe, without a doubt. In Champions League's different because uh, all those those are players from all over the world playing in those on those European teams, and the Europe the European soccer is absolutely the best. Yeah, uh, Anthony are saying I think the league uh, doesn't want to move Arizona franchise because uh, they want it to they want to continue growing market uh, in the West, and they believe that they could think Matthews might come back in a few years. Uh, no, no. How long they've been there? It's a failure. Move yeah. on. It's a failure. Move on. Joel said, uh, grumpy had to play, uh, the happy old man on TJ. Laugh my ass off. I remember that. True. Um, Alexander says, exactly. I want cups as a fan during the dark times. I get it. But the young core we had back in the Millberry days, if he never trades them, I believe could have won a cup. Um, we had talent on those teams. The the worst year was when we had four first round picks and it was in a bad draft. Mm. That was if we had if it was a good draft, we could have really done something. But they were, it was a bad draft. Yeah, of course. Warzone senior assistant says here. Speaking of a face for radio, how was Howie Rose? Ugh. Yeah. I, do you remember Howie Rose? Yeah, he oh. looks like he's got a. He should have a hook in his mouth. Howie Rose, gotcha. Uh, and Steve S. saying, uh, great show, guys. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, Steve. And Nick D. said, if Matthew goes anywhere, it'll probably be Vegas, not Arizona. We'll see. He's got a wet, long ways to go till his contract's up. Absolutely. Well, Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up today? I just want to say love and, last, le- love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Alexander saying, you guys are awesome. Love the show. Thanks, Alexander. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Everyone, we always love getting to interact with you, talking some Islanders hockey. Make sure you check out, you can find it as a feature channel, the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man channel there on YouTube. Again, we'll be going live during the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals game, Grumpy Old Man, as you like so dearly. Bengals, 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 not I always call them Bengals, and you always say, yeah. no, they're not Bengals. It's not Bengals. 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 I always call them Bengals, yeah. Ugh. 
oh yeah um a great show guys as always thanks matt dash and then yep but we'll be going live during that game um which could be the near the afternoon slot then we're going to be covering a little bit of just tom brady retiring and just general sports and have a good time shooting the shit you find the tj and the Grumpy old man show in the link description below or as a feature channel on our youtube page thank you so much for tuning in guys um big game for the islanders tomorrow right i, I think it's we're going to probably struggle against minnesota they're going to create circles around us and we'll probably come out with a loss um then ending the 16 out of the 22 points possible we needed and i'll officially be on the seasons over lose every game you can sell off assets everything you can do in that area but i want to thank you grumpy old man for being here on the show as always thank you everybody for tuning in we'll be seeing you here real soon but thank you again grumpy my pleasure